Hello, corn dogs. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Well, Anchor by Spotify is your solution. Anchor allows you to make a podcast in the easiest way possible. Let me explain. Anchor has tools to let you record and edit your podcast from your phone or computer. It also distributes all your podcasts for you, and you can listen on Spotify, Apple, wherever, and Anchor does all that for you. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. This is Felipe. Uh, Before we get started here, stay tuned to the end of this episode for a special outro by the one and only Jason Curtis Rivera. And then second, sorry for the delay of this episode. I got my vaccine yesterday, and then I felt really sick afterwards. So this did not hit our feeds at midnight like I expected, and that's just apologies on my end. Anyways, enjoy the show. Watch a new one podcast. 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 They're a semi-chaotic team, man. They're here for podcasting. Watch a new one podcast. Watch a new one podcast. We're headed to the tri-state to hang with Phineas and Fern. So come along for all the thrill with Felipe, Navi, and Will. They're firing up the Rewatchinator. This is what we're going to do today. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of What You Doing, your favorite Phoenix and Ferb Rewatch podcast. It is me, your favorite Finadroid. It is Felipe, and I am here today with a, our usual panel, as well as an extra special guest. Um, first, let's talk to our regulars. It's my favorite Candroid. It's Navi. How are you doing, Navi? I'm tired. I, I, I need sleep. Who told you to be I... at, at Clubhouse until 2.30? Well, yeah, I think I left at like 1130 my time, but it was still very late. I had to get up at like five in the morning. So that was like not smart. Yeah, Navi was playing recklessly, but we're not alone. We're, we're joined by our regular fur bot. Um, it's, it's Davis comma Will, aka Will Davis. How are you doing, William? Hello, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm feeling the, the clubhouse FOMO for sure. Uh, yes. Before we start, I I think we gotta we gotta wish a congratulations to to uh, new mother Ashley Tisdale. Oh, yes. congrats! She had a baby today. Congratulations! Or Ashley. yesterday, I guess. Jupiter Iris French. It's his baby's name. Jupiter's Iris French. Is it is it a baby? It's a baby. It is a baby. Yes, Jupiter a Iris baby. French. A baby girl. Oh Congrats. Um, Yes, uh, I hope she bops to the top all the way to success. <laughs> um, yes, but uh, you may have heard their voice already. You may be a fan of their work on Twitter and on the I Know You Don't Know podcast where they have their own sound drop. We have an extra special guest here to talk all things Tim Curry. It is Jay. Jay, how are you doing today? I'm great. Um, I do want to say that y'all have bopped all the way to the top of my heart. And I have a question. Uh, it Wouldn't it be better if Will was the Finadroid? Because that's, if the Android's the reason he can't get on Clubhouse. 
Oh mm. yeah, that is yes. true. <laughs> I, see, I I made uh, I made Will the the fur bot because I think he's smarter than me. That's because I, I, I Ferb is smarter than Phineas. It's because I have a a, a Finadroid instead of an iFerb. Huh. I'm also here to be the moderator <laughs> and make sure that there's no fights that break out. Here, um, I'm inviting <laughs> AJ right now. Are you going to kick us out of the audience or into the audience? Uh, I will. I don't know about Jay. I'm the guest. I don't have those powers. That's all up to y'all. Yes, but today we're talking about um, what's the, what's the British one called? A Hard Day's Night. A Hard Day's Night and iBrobot. Um, it's another two-part episode. Um, unlike last week, which was a, a one hour, a one half hour episode. So um, today we're gonna have lots of laughs. Uh, let me just start this off with Jay. Jay, what is your history with Phineas and Ferb? So my brother was in middle school when Phineas and Ferb came out. So he was in the prime demographic and I was entering high school. So I was not the prime demographic according to the people in my life, but that does not mean that I couldn't be the prime demographic because I still watched it with my brother. Um, and I had a teacher who would make Phineas and Ferb references. She already was my favorite teacher and it only got better from there. Um, and then recently, I dropped off for a while and recently I followed uh, Dan Povenmeyer on TikTok and it rekindled my love. Um, but also I've had squirrels in my pants stuck in my head uh probably since that episode came out so long history big fan of the show um and big squirrels in my pants dan squirrels in my pants is an iconic classic i'm so excited to get there when we did it there in like 10 weeks or whatever um yeah so love squirrels in my pants can i just oh wait quick tangent um i love your outfit you're wearing an outwit i'll play out last uh shirt oh were you not here when i no, we talked I, about this when you told us to talk amongst ourselves. Oh, it. yeah. No, I went to get set up before the podcast. Uh, yeah. So you're wearing this. Yeah. So I'm wearing um, a holiday sweater that was on CBS's website. Um, but it's not a Christmas sweater because it has nothing holiday related on it. It's just in the style of an ugly sw Christmas sweater. And it has the Survivor, Survivor logo on it. And it has some fire and some uh, idols. And then on there's a lowered band across like the stomach that says the tribe has spoken. And I plan to wear it on Passover so that we can say, let my people go and I'll say the tribe has spoken. <laughs> yes, uh, but it's, <laughs> is it really a holiday sweater from the CVS store if there's no Matthew Gray Goobler? Oh, he's on the back. I forgot. Okay. Yes, no. Um, he actually made it himself. Ah, oh, we love we love a crafty king. Um, anyways, so who wants to get us started with? Uh, oh wait, before we get started, Jay, why did you pick this episode? Before we go any further, so I have a deep love for Tim Curry. I have been a fan of his probably since I was about five years old. He starred in a couple of kids movies, including The Pebble and the Penguin and Muppet Treasure Island, and those were on repeat in my house. And when I found out that Tim Curry was on Psych uh, and he was not put at the top of the I Know You Don't Know rankings as the number one celebrity uh, guest star. I mean, I was, when you have George Takei, it's kind of hard. 
I understand. And I think especially, I think especially considering the range of roles that Tim Curry has had over the length of his career, for me, he's number one. So when I found out he wasn't number one for Jason and Dr. Amanda, I immediately messaged uh, Felipe and said, hey, Tim Curry's in an episode of Phineas and Ferb. He's actually in two. Um, can I be a guest on the podcast as a joke? And now here I am. So you- Yeah, I think I think Tim Curry could do Star Trek, but George Takei couldn't do Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> yeah, so you're so you're, you, what you're saying to me is that you're basically here for petty reasons. <laughs> and because I get to talk about Phineas and Ferb with people that I care about. Okay, because I wouldn't you. have messaged you if I didn't want to talk with you guys. Well, I appreciate that. Yes. Jay is an icon. Um, Jay Manji on Twitter. We stand them. Uh, yep. But yeah. Uh, Navi, Will, what was your recollection of these two episodes before we get into the deep dive? Um, I, I, I think my, my recollection of this episode going into it is probably going to be the same as it is coming out of it. And it's, and it's only the synth pop Finadroids and Furbot song. That song is, is one of the catchiest, unstickable from my head songs that, that we've gotten to so far. And that, that's my biggest takeaway from this episode is that one song. Navi. Yeah, it's the same as Will. I mainly just remember the song and that's it. Honestly, even like my recollection from like an hour ago from when I watched this episode is like very spotty. I remember like none of it, but it'll be interesting because I do have notes and it looks like I wrote them like with no context with them. So this will be interesting. I'll say these episodes are very unmemorable. They are, they are 100%. So Um, this will be... This will be this will be a trip. Going into this episode, I was very excited. I was like, "Oh, this is the Sherlock Holmes episode." No, 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 no. It's with a bootleg Jeremy and um, the knights, and I was like, "There's no, there's no Sherlock Holmes stuff." Um, but I think the episode is actually called "It's Elementary, My Dear mm-hmm. Stacy," because I I say that more than I say "It's Elementary, My Dear Watson," or whatever it's called, but. Uh, yeah, so who wants to take us through yeah, a hard day's I will, night? I, I've got the, the beat by beats written for this one. Do you think they were working like a dog when they wrote this episode? <laughs> working like a, a bunch of recycled dog food cans is what they were. Ooh, I had to. Uh, the heck hound. Uh, so uh, uh, we, we don't even get any any bit of the family traveling to England. They're just, we start the episode and they're, they're there. They are in merry old England. They're, they're seeing all the sights. They see Big Ben, they see Buckingham Palace, the White Cliffs of Dover, Stonehenge. They're all there. Uh, and then, and then Phineas says, uh, you know, either I've gotten a lot bigger or England's gotten a lot smaller. Uh, and, and you see that they're, they're kind of at like a, basically like an Epcot version of England where they have all of the, the big, uh, monuments sort of in one place instead of across a country. It's it's mm-hmm. a really funny funny sight gag to start off. Do you know how far apart um, all of those sites would be if you were to do a driving tour? Because I might have looked it up on a map. Okay, I, I didn't look it up myself. I just assumed quite a while. So 
Uh, driving from Buckingham Palace to Big Ben to the White Cliffs of Dover and then Stonehenge, which is the order they're mentioned in, would take about four and a half hours and be about 250 miles. And uh, we use a metric using, like, system, as the major monogram says. <laughs> yes. I would, I'm kidding. But I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm a proud, no, I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> you're going to say you're a proud American? I'm a proud user of basic things that I learned in elementary school because that's when my mathematics skills stopped evolving. Mm -hmm. But if you use the base rate of a taxi in London, because that's what I used, that would cost about 400 pounds, which is about $566. Because I needed to know. That's a lot of money. And we get it in four seconds here. Big spenders. They got to get rid of that money quick. Uh, so so we, we meet the other grandparents. We met the first set of grandparents a couple weeks ago at, at this camp, Phineas and Ferb. Uh, this week we, we meet uh, Lawrence's parents, uh, Reginald and Winifred. Reginald, who is voiced by uh, Malcolm McDowell, who plays Alex in uh, Clockwork Orange, mm -hmm. uh, which I have never seen, but I've, I've read the plot of several times, and I probably won't see it. Um, and uh, Winifred, voiced by Jane Carr, who, who I notice is the voice of Mama Cosma from, from the Fairly On Parents. Yeah, that she was, was kind of invisible in this episode. I feel like I remember her being more of a presence. Like, she just didn't really talk a lot. And if you get Mama Cosma on the show, you better use her. If I'm well, just saying. She does have a moment, like, right in the beginning where she's catching up with Phineas and Ferb and seeing how much they've grown. And she pulls out a random bald cap and mustache to check if Ferb looks like Reginald, her husband. And then she says, oh, you can keep that. I have tons of them. And I'd like <laughs> to ask why she has tons of bald caps that look like her husband's specific bald head and also tons of fake mustaches. Does she just like go around trying to find Reginald? Does he get up to mischief? She has to find out who's who. I think they have an open marriage. That's my assumption. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you said that my, my first thought was, was uh, some, some sort of like accessory to a crime. I get she could either either uh, i don't know pin crimes on other people or or this this is maybe a bad idea uh i don't know where i'm going with this but but uh is she yeah, for some reason she has several uh several disguises of her own husband that is that is a good idea yeah, yeah I'll, my I'll... personal theory is that she supplies uh perry the platypus with all of his disguises and she never knows how much uh how many times perry's gonna need to dress up like an old man who strangely looks like his owner's grandparents that makes uh way more sense than everything i said uh <laughs> which is why they pay you the big bucks i'm here for that yeah uh, so, so the the parents, uh, Linda and Lawrence, they go off to an antique convention, which I feel like this is like at, at least the third or fourth time they've gone antiquing. I, I feel like this is a hobby of theirs that that I never knew before. But but we see them going to antique conventions all the time. This is maybe just a, a a dumb aside. Yeah, I'm I'm very <laughs> confused. Why are they like? big antique people like are they on r slash antiques um on reddit are they are they i didn't really remember that they were big antique lovers in the as a child oh, Vinny's here 
Vinny! Say hello. He heard antiques and he loves crashing things. Um, Do you ever call Vinny Vinnyus? Oh my God, no, but I I did. Actually, that's a lie. I did tweet early on on his Twitter because he has his own Twitter, something along the lines of Vinnyus and Ferb. And I wrote my own version of the theme song about what a cat might do in a day. Um, Because I'm in grad school and have that kind of free time. Um, but maybe this is what life was like before the pandemic and people like actually had hobbies and went out and did things. Um, and we're just forgetting because it's been basically like a decade, right? See, we say this and judge them, but then I'm like, how many podcast tapings have I gone to? I'm like telling my professors that I have a podcast convention to go to. (laughs) And then they're like, what's your podcast? I'm like, "Mm, I don't have one, but now I do. So I can say that, but Mm -hmm. you have two. In fact, I do have two. This episode had two conventions in it between the antique convention and 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 the the evil evil convention. I don't even know what a convention is anymore. And they're happening the same day in the same place. Are the antiques evil? Do you think the minions were at this evil convention? Because that's where they got started, right? Do you not? Do we not remember in the minion movie? I'm probably the only one who watched the minion movie. Yeah, I think I've talked about how I'm not a Despicable Me person. Like I I saw Despicable Me too, and that's that's all of the. Is that the the one with the salsa with the with the salsa bad guy, the guacamole? And the purple minions? I don't know. Maybe. It's the one with Pharrell and Happy. That's kind of all I remember from the <laughs> And do we think that Kevin the Minion is at the Evil Convention along with Kevin from last week's episode? Ooh. Maybe. Or, is, or does Kevin from last week's episode turn into Kevin the Minion at Evil Convention? Professor Destructicon is Kevin the Minion. I, I like this crossover continuity. Yes, I love that. I love that. Um, I had something to say about a topic. Oh, yes. Speaking of Pharrell, uh, Navi, maybe next time you can do the voice season rankings instead of survivor season rankings <laughs> on Clubhouse. Yeah, I, I will work on that list. And then maybe it can be like a monthly thing, like Navi's rankings that I very much go over like in a course of like 10 hours. And like AJ's there to moderate and kick me out if he disagrees. <laughs> I will be right back. I'm going to go send him a message and ask him what his thoughts are. And I can respond to this. But yes, yeah, so Will, where, where were we in the story? Uh, meanwhile, we are next door to, to the neighbor's castle. Uh, the Pippings are, are the neighbors. They own this castle that once belonged to the Black Knight, uh, which is kind of, a, kind of a generic name for, for a knight. But uh, we get our first song right here. They're, they're singing about the, the Black Knight of Worcestershire. Some say it's Worcestershire. Um, and we learn, we learn a lot of things about, about the Black Knight. Through this song, uh, his, his armor is made out of recycled dog food cans. So he has these, these dogs that follow him everywhere. They're called his heck hounds. Um, and, and he went to uh, slay a dragon uh, and it did not go well for him. Sounds like a saucy tale. I couldn't have told you before this episode, and I probably won't tell you, be able to tell you two days from now that this was a song <laughs> in Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, it's it's very much like uh, 
it feels a lot like the Bigfoot song where it's like the grandparents are singing about the legend of something and they do so through an, a, a kind of forgettable song. It's, it's, I think that's just, it makes me consider what uh, Dan Pavenmeyer's actual grandparents are like. And if, and if his, his own grandparents only speak to him through, through forgettable songs. Honestly, the song is like of the same ilk as the On the Trail song at the beginning that just kind of sets up what you can expect down the line. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of like a whatever song. Yeah, it's it's definitely like it's it's definitely more of a like like table setting song than anything. Mm-hmm. I think like most of the humor probably comes from, you know, I'm imagining being in 2008 again, maybe the uh dog food cans and saying heck hounds instead of hellhounds and Mm, really just making fun of a British accent. I feel like that as a child would have probably just been the height of comedy for me. (laughs) There was was a joke later on where Doofenshmirtz talks about, or the dragon says, no, Doofenshmirtz calls Queen Elizabeth Dettelbird. And I was like, that's very British. After watching two seasons of The Circle, I could could pull that. Are you a geezer bird? I learned what that meant. (laughs) this week uh so so this this black knight still uh haunts the castle next door uh and fin- this is where phineas gets a great idea i know what we're gonna do today uh we're gonna host a medieval tournament we, we can we can joust we can you know have all these this this festival we're, we're gonna not bathe uh and then and then the grandpa says oh i'm way ahead of you on the not bathing thing uh, so this is where where Candace notices the the neighbor, who who his name is Charles Pipping the fourth. Uh, he could be described as as very uh, Jeremy esque. He's very British Jeremy. He uh, looks and so much like Jeremy. He really it's does. Like dark. Candace has a type. Obviously, <laughs> I will say I do like his voice. And it's, it's very funny. Oh yeah, it's very funny. Go on, Jay. I was just going to say, and also I think throughout the whole series, from what I remember, Charles is the only other boy that she has like a serious interest in, even though it's mm-hmm. not serious in this episode, but like it's significant for the episode that she has an interest in him. Mm-hmm. So I think she just was missing her dream man, which, you know, in these times, aren't we all? <laughs> uh, so, so Charles is playing tennis with his butler. His butler's name is Stubbings. And his butler is voiced, one of two characters in this episode who is voiced by Tim Curry. Jay, your man is here. I know. Um, so. Speaking of dream man. I know. Um, in, dream daddy? No. Dream daddy. So that's my cue. I actually have another podcast to go record. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> but when I was watching this, I was really disappointed because he really only has this one line as this character throughout the rest of the episode. And I got really sad. Um, But I think they really wanted him for the other role that he'll end up playing in the episode because that was, we'll get to it. Uh Um, But also I'd like to note that Jeremy is probably better than Charles in many ways, including the fact that Charles acts younger than Phineas and Ferb. Um, And yet it's supposed to be like 16 years old and he is pretending to joust his butler with the tennis racket um and we get some classic tim curry sass which is always i feel like this kid is the definition of 
privilege where his parents are never home and he just has the mansion to himself. I don't know if that... You're saying the guy who lives in a castle is the definition of privilege? (laughs) I did say that. I did. Do you think he has affluenza? (laughs) It is allergy season. (laughs) You know that's a thing, right? Like, not really a thing, but like a thing that people talk about. Yeah, it was... It was... was, I remember one specific news story that some some kid used that as like a legal defense. But uh, I don't think it's that well. At, at least not with me. I don't I don't know what the court of law said. About you should it. be friends with Flash from the Spider-Man franchise. Maybe maybe that's how they got away with holding a convention without a permit. Mm. <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, so we we get a really funny Tim Tim Curry line here, which which I'm sure I just ate up as as a kid watching this show. Which he's he's got one of those serving trays that that stereotypical stereotypical butlers do, and he he like takes off the lid of the serving tray, and the tennis ball is there, and he's like, "I believe it's my serve." It's really funny uh, to me, anyway. Uh, so they're they're starting to set up the 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 medieval tournament, uh, and Phidias is is dressed up like a like a court jester. Uh, they're they're bringing in some lumber and they're they're bringing in some some suckling pigs, and and Phineas is sort of upset that these these suckling pigs aren't aren't suckling enough. Didn't he say uh, something like, "Do I look like a fool?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I don't eat pork, and I don't typically attend parties where there are suckling pigs. I never did when I was a child, so. Probably when I was a child, I thought that's what suckling pigs were. It was like, oh, they're just like, it's they're called that because they have the apple in their mouth and they're supposed mm. to be suckling the apple as opposed to these are young pigs that are mm, being yeah. eaten. Um, and I did have to Google and confirm that at the ripe old age of 26. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think I've ever eaten a suck. I don't. I've never seen a suckling pig in my life, let alone. Those would scare me if if you're if the meat looks too much like the animal before they they killed it. Then I don't know if I'm about that life. There's a lot to unpack there, but that might be a different podcast. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, so so this is where Perry the platypus goes to his his London base, and he's sliding down the tubes, and and the tubes are a little bit smaller than normal. There, so he's he's like kind of getting stuck along the way, uh, and and Professor Major Monogram says, uh, you know, I'm sorry, the the tubes are on on the metric system, so they're a little bit. Smaller. <laughs> Do I have to say that or no? Yeah, uh, okay. I think you have to. I, at said this point. The, I said in the private chat, he needs lube on those tubes. Yeah, lube it up. But like, why didn't they try to make it like actual like the tube reference? They're supposed to be in the UK. <laughs> People ride the tube to get places. I feel like it would have been a really great opportunity. But you know, I'm writing a letter to Dan Pavenmeyer as we speak. Well, and just because they use the metric system doesn't mean they have to measure it smaller. Like they like they can they can still just convert it to I don't know. This is a this is a thirty centimeter wide tube instead of a one foot tube. And then it's not like small. It's just yeah. Like I'm pretty sure he could just Google it and it would convert it for him. He doesn't even have to do like the conversion formula. But... Just a lazy excuse, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, so so, um, Doofenshmirtz is at this this evil convention, 
which I guess we can we can debate later whether the evil convention counts or not in in our innator rankings, uh, because it's not actually like something he built or even a plan of his. Uh, but but he's Perry's going to go undercover, disguised as as Doctor Lloyd Wexler, uh, who happens to be sitting right next to him, tied up. That how did they get that man tied up there? Like especially, I feel like Major Monogram never shows up to the office. He stays in his little Zoom call. Um, also, did Perry go all the way to the United States? Is that where his his uh, base is? I assumed it was a mobile base. Okay, so... Uh, it... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Jay. So, I have some questions because, yes, he's tied up there, but we're forgetting to mention that he's in his underwear. So he's tied up in his underwear next to Perry the Platypus. So I'm wondering if he was, like, if was, this is like an early like Tinder date gone wrong, match.com. <laughs> well, my sort of headcanon, I guess, is that one of the other agents captured him and they took his clothes so that Perry could use said clothes to impersonate him at the convention. Look at how thoughtful Peter the Panda was. I love Peter the Panda. He's, he's, he's finally cute. good for something. No, he was always great. <laughs> Uh, so before we go to the evil convention, uh, Phineas is like uh, building a horse. <laughs> and it's it's like it's like in several pieces, and he he like puts the head on, um, but then it turns into like a regular horse and is is like animated like a regular horse is, uh, which is a, a very very funny bit to me. But uh, Candace Candace is is yelling at Phineas because she doesn't want them to scare off the the cute boy next door. Uh, meanwhile, the cute boy next door is standing right behind her, uh, and and he actually really likes the idea for this this medieval tournament. So he he wants to compete, uh, and Candace thinks that it's dumb until until he says that it's a good idea, and at that point she's she's all on board with this tournament. We've all had those moments. We've all been there. Yes, uh, Jay, have you ever uh, volunteered to do something? because you had a crush on someone and then regretted it immediately, like Candace? Probably not regretted it immediately because it actually brought joy to my life, but I did start watching Doctor Who for a boy. Um, uh. And that was a benefit to my life and I'm still friends with that boy. So, you know, developed our friendship and I got a new favorite TV show out of it. I was about to say, you're still friends with Doctor Who too, it sounds like. Oh yeah, David Tennant and I text every day. <laughs> uh, iconic. What about Matt Smith? Um, he never texted me back, and I think like he got like fame going to his head when he went on The Crown. Um, because like mm -hmm. now he doesn't text me back anymore ever since then, and I'm just like, okay, well that's fine. You're not my favorite doctor anyway. Was Benedict Cumberbatch ever on that show? No, he was on Sherlock, wasn't he? For some reason, I always feel like he was Doctor Who. At some he point should have been Doctor Who. I feel like he would fit right in. I want an Aimee Giselle with Doctor Who, then I'll watch. Me too. I feel like he could have been on the season with Matt Smith, not as Doctor Who, because they both had a, have a very alien-esque, like... <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. mean, you're not wrong. Um, it's just like something about their bone structure that makes them otherworldly in a way, but like not in a bad way. And I think that he could have played 
some role that related to that because like just I just see a similarity there in bone structure. Mm-hmm. Maybe there could have been a crossover between Sherlock and Doctor Who. I haven't watched either of these shows, so I don't know if there's any correlation at all, but if James Corden could be on Matt Smith's season of Doctor Who, <laughs> then I think about this pretty often. Why did J like I didn't know who James Corden was before I saw him on Doctor Who. So I was like, this man has a talk show. Um, and it was very shocking because I just thought he was a nobody who happened to be on this show where he has a baby and like the baby secretly is like an evil genius. Very similar to uh, what's her name? Uh, she's the young girl in Phineas and Ferb. Susie. Isabella? Oh, Susie, yeah. That oh yeah, the, the freaking uh, the, the villain of the season. Yeah. Uh so so Perry Perry we get like one shot of, of Perry going into the evil convention. Uh and he, he like hands them his ID and it's it's Dr. Lloyd Wexler's ID. Uh and and I, I made a note of some of the things that the ID said. Uh all of which, or I guess none of which apply to the actual Perry the Platypus. Uh, it said that he was five five foot ten. He was two hundred and seventy pounds, and note not a platypus. Uh, and and that. somehow that that doesn't raise any suspicion. Uh, the the guy at the booth says, "Hey, wait a second! You forgot your evil button." And he gives him an evil button, and he and he lets him into the into the convention. This convention is evil. E v i l c o n v e n t i o n. Did I spell that right? I think so. I, I yeah, close enough. Yes. The real question is, how do you spell argumento? Argumento. Words are hard. Jay, can you spell it or no? I can, but I will not. Thank there you, you for go. not showing off. Um, I got a response from AJ. If anyone's interested. Oh yes. Uh yes, I think Navi should, and I would happily kick people out. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. So next April, join us for Navi's The Voice season rankings. Do you yes. really want me to spell a journamento for you? If you want. If you want. A-G-G-I-O-R-N-A-M-E-N-T-O. A journamento. They say as they read the prompter. Yeah, that's what I was saying. going to say. I'm like, they just Google the spelling. I actually listened to the song on repeat and no, it doesn't mess me up that it just stops and restarts a hundred times in the middle. And I a hundred percent don't mess up the spelling ever. Mm -hmm. I'm there an awesome it. genius. A yes, genius. Just like AJ Norris. <laughs> That's what AJ stands for. Were you there for that part, Navi? No, I wasn't. I think I was like, okay, I've like held everyone hostage here long enough. It's time I leave. Yeah. Um, anyways, so at the evil convention, Navi would be there and so would AJ, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, we would both be at the evil convention. Are you going to fight in the robots? Yes. We would be keynote speakers at the evil convention, giving our TED talk about how mm -hmm. to kick people out of clubhouse rooms. They could have had this evil convention on Clubhouse. They could have. That's probably the 2021 version. I'm just evil curious house. about why. I understand that, like, Dr. Doofenshmirtz shares his evil plan every episode. 
but I am curious about why Evil Con is so widely advertised and has a big banner. I mean, it kind of reminds me of how like in the United States, we talk about where our military bases are and we tell people that people train at Quantico and it's like, I don't know if I were trying to train people to defend my country, I would not want to tell people where all the training and all the weapons are. And similarly, if I was evil and wanting to take over the world, I wouldn't want to advertise where all my evil friends were going to be to teach each other about how to be evil. If you don't see the connection between uh, military imperialism and an evil convention that I'm drawing here, I'm going to make it explicit now. <laughs> if you don't see the parallels, what podcast are you even listening to? <laughs> are you even living if you're not making parallels like this? Uh, so we're we're back at the tournament. Uh, Candace is is playing the role of damsel in distress, princess in the fair tower. Meanwhile, uh, Phineas and Ferb are are gonna two on one joust Charles. They're gonna they're gonna share the armor. Phineas is gonna take. They're they're basically doing the like like uh, three dogs in a trench coat bit, but it's uh, you know two two kids in a suit of armor. Uh, and, and Phineas is going to take the top part because he does all the talking and, and Ferb is going to take the bottom part because his incredibly long willowy legs. And Ferb lifts up his pant legs showing an awful lot of leg. A lot of leg. Which would be scandalous in medieval times. <laughs> yeah. Really uh, was. Ferb, Ferb would like he'd be in jail for that, right? Yeah, even just showing an ankle would get you called many things on the street. A harlot. Herb the harlot. <laughs> you heard it here first. Herb. Uh, I was going to try and make some some uh, word play with, with furbot and harlot, and I don't think it's there. Uh, they just end with the same two letters. Uh, so maybe forget that I said that. Uh, so, so Candace... <laughs> Uh, actually gets stuck in the tower. The the knob on the door breaks off, uh, and she's yelling out the window. And Finney's like, "You sound like a real damsel in distress. You're really you're really playing into the role." Uh, and and Candace is gonna take matters into her own hands. She takes the suit of armor and and busts through the door, uh, and she she falls into uh, the the black suit of armor and sort of sort of becomes the Black Knight. Uh, to the point where everyone thinks she could be the Black Knight. But in particular, they think that, that she's Charles, who had just gone off to get his armor. Uh, so they're going to they're gonna joust against Candace, thinking that they're jousting against Charles. And the weird thing is that they mentioned the ghost of the Black Knight. And this whole time I was expecting, like, maybe this suit of armor is haunted, you know, very Scooby-Doo-esque in a way. Um, but... No, it's just that she is very clumsy and she makes a lot of mistakes because she's Candace and we need some comedic effect. Um, and, but they do think that it's the ghost of the Black Knight, which I found interesting because there is nothing haunted, but I guess that might be a little scary for them. Right, it seems like, like uh, between this and um, it's very similar to the Mummy episode where, where from Phineas and Ferb's perspective, like they really buy into the lore of this supernatural thing going on. Uh, but we know that it's, you know, just uh, Candace has, has gotten into some, some uh, 
she's fallen into something and and ends up in a suit of armor that she can't talk to people only candace and then she like gets hit like she does the same path like three times of getting on the horse being catapulted through the window going down the stairs getting falling right on top of the horse perfectly getting bucked by the horse again rinse and repeat like at least two other times yeah it was a woman but at least they know the catapult works at least they do (laughs) priorities Phineas and ferb uh so after after candace goes through all this yeah, the the uh, the horse that she's riding on runs away, and and Charles shows up. And um, they're like, "Well, if, if if this is Charles, then who is that that we just fought?" And that's that's why they think that Candace is is the Black Knight. Uh, but then they're they're gonna joust Charles, and this is this is where um, my my favorite sight gag of the episode was was when uh, Tim Curry, the butler, comes up to to deliver uh, Charles's lance to him. And it's it's on one of the same serving trays that he had before, and he lifts the lid off, and and it's this this you know six foot long lance underneath a, a, a one foot tall little serving dish. Some kind of magic trick is going on here. Yes. Um. I forgot what I was gonna say. I feel like <laughs> Charles looks like he could be named Lance. And I just wanted to <laughs> what say about that. Lancelot? Mm. Not to be confused with Lancelot, the patron from RHAP. A good friend. Yes. I see Tadpole. Yeah, random aside, Lancelot is like in one of the secret H servers and he just like says the most random things. Yeah, that's Lancelot for you. Yeah. And I encourage it every time that I can. It's never not funny to me. Well, it's, it's that that uh, Discord server is part organizing for game nights and part like Lance's own personal Ranting? Tumblr page. Yes. Uh, it's, Listen, it's, it's really... sometimes you need one of no, those. No, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I will say. You, wait, now I'm upset because that used to be my DMs with him. And then he stopped. You yeah, because should... he's airing it out to the public in that server. <laughs> Just open up to him and I'm sure he'll open back up. And also, um, that server is also used for finding obscure things that can't be found on the internet by you, um, such as a Sargento cheese commercial, um, where they, the older owner of the Sargento and the young and his son at the end of the commercial say, we're real cheese people. But the older man who is partial owner of the company sounds like a Kermit the Frog with a lump in his throat, perhaps a frog in his throat. Um, well, that's a good Kermit the Frog. And Do I? I don't think so. Oh, I think let's hear it. I, I don't know that I have a Kermit the Frog. That's I'd have to think, g- give me a week and let me practice it. But I, I don't think I have, I, it's it's not on the list of things that I think I can do. Yeah, he does a good, um, who's he? oh, Carl Weezer. I've got a, I've got a Carl Weezer. I, I don't think I have a Kermit. I don't know if Jay knows who Carl Weezer is. Other than is. just like I my regular voice. Tim Curry was also in Jimmy Neutron. Wait, yeah. who was Tim Curry? Uh, oh, wait, was he a uh, calamitous? Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is a call to all the listeners that first of all, I want you to know, I have gone through like 30 pages of YouTube videos trying to find this commercial. So like if you send me the first one that you've seen on Google on a Google result, I promise you it's not that commercial. But if you find a Sargento commercial where it sounds like 
a somewhat Kermit the Frog-esque voice coming from an older man says, we're real cheese people. Uh, please send it to jmanji underscore. I'll spell it out for you at the end of the podcast on Twitter. Um, it will be greatly appreciated. It's a long lost favorite in my household. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely hard to find. I, re I remember uh, one night helping with this search. It was on Reddit, but it got scrubbed. So we think that there's a cheese conspiracy mm. out there. Ooh. I feel like, I hope this one is better than the other cheese pizza um, conspiracies out there the, that Joe, Ingram, and Anna Kate might take part in. <laughs> Wait, did I At miss At first something? I thought you were talking about uh, Chuck E. Cheese. And I can't how that was. The whole thing with the, with the like, uh, oh, the they... pizzas and recycling pizzas at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, I but, think Shane uh, Dawson was involved with that. Oh. Um, but anyways. This has uh, been the yikes section of the podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll cut it out. We'll cut it out. No, no we're keeping this all in. Uh, so so Candace is, is uh, riding away as the Black Knight. And and of, of course, because the circumstances always work out this way, she's you know, riding next to the highway and there's there's a truck that has only got gravy in it. And there's a truck that's like an animal control truck. Uh, and she, she runs into the gravy truck and gets covered in gravy. So all of these dogs come out of the animal control truck and they're, they're chasing her. Uh, and this makes everyone think that it's, it's the heck hounds chasing, chasing the black knight through the city. Uh, back to evil con. Uh, this is, this is where really, really, uh, the plan. I don't know what Perry's doing with the plan here. So he's, he's, he meets yeah. Doofenshmirtz. Um, Sorry, I ahead. had so many questions. Like, what is Perry trying to get? Is he trying to get Doofenshmirtz to tell him all his secrets? Because I feel like Perry has been working against Doofenshmirtz for quite some time now. You don't need to do all this shenanigans. Um, and then I just think I realized this. Was this the only episode with zero innators? Like, they had the magnet in the other one, but there was no innator in this one. No innator. And there was no innator in the next one because I don't think that was technically an innator and it wasn't used for like against society. It was just against, uh, in my head, it's Sandra O oh still, uh, his girlfriend. <laughs> so I think Perry is trying to get info on all these evil people um, to report back so that they can have more inside scoop. I think he's being more of a traditional spy in that case. Mm -hmm. um, but he runs into Doofenshmirtz, and it turns out that Doofenshmirtz is Dr. Wexler's, like, biggest fan. Um, and the fact that, like, Perry has this exasperation on his face while wearing the cutest disguise I've ever seen. Um, and just watching the frustration build up inside of a small, cute platypus brought me mm -hmm. so much joy. Maybe this is why he, he ditches the costume kind of early. Yeah. Also, missed opportunity for, like, 007 parallels, I think. Very much maybe, so. Maybe we get it in the in the next uh, England episode. I think Something to look out yeah. for, for sure. Um, I just love that it's the simple things in life that bring uh, Jay pleasure. Listen, we don't need to, like, have any, like, political jokes, although I make those too. Like, you can just tweet the word Anthony and I will <laughs> laugh so hard that I'm like crying. And I wish that was a joke. Um, you can laugh if you would like, but it's not a joke. Um, when I heard about Nicole's sister Nino's son 
tweeting from her account just his own name <laughs> for some reason that was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life and um I still laugh about it and it's been a month a little more and it's funny uh much like Perry the Platypus uh so so Doofenshmirtz is is one of Dr. Wexler's biggest fans he said he you know he wrote his whole thesis on one of Dr. Wexler's early early ransom notes which I guess this this maybe explains how Doofenshmirtz is a doctor we already know a little bit about his thesis uh but but you know one of one of his goals in life is to hear Dr. Wexler read his book to him uh now I don't know if you know this about Peter the Platypus uh, but he doesn't talk uh famously what? Uh, so, so <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know how this works, but this this platypus doesn't talk. Um, uh, but he's gonna he's gonna try and read the book, and he uses he uses a, an audio book on on CD. Uh, and this is this is also Tim Curry's voice is definitely the one on this on this audio book as the voice of Doctor Wexler. Uh, but the the CD starts skipping while while Perry is like lip syncing along with the CD, uh, and this is this is where Doofenshmirtz thinks something's up, uh, so so Perry reveals himself as uh, a platypus, and then more specifically Perry the platypus. Can I just say it's an absurd ask to ask like an author like just at a meet and greet to just be like, hey, can you read this entire section of this book for me? Yeah, and. If anybody ever did that to me, if anyone was like, can you read your tweets out loud? I don't know. I have, I don't share my personal writings, but like, I just can't imagine someone coming up to me, handing me something that I wrote and being like, read this to me. Mm -hmm. Or being like, I love your voice. Read this to me. I'd be like, who are Jay, you? I'm going to copy and paste one of your tweets. I would you like? I would like you to. I mean, if it's a good one, I will read it. It's because... from, it's from 124 PM on March 17th, 2021. Oh, I know which one it is. Anthony. <laughs> I just, I love that tweet. I think it's so funny. Yeah. Um, that, and I saw someone tweet the words microwave instead of microwave. And I think that's <laughs> peak humor. Um, but I, the reason that I think that Tim Curry was actually brought to this episode uh, for the part of Dr. Wexler and not for the part of the butler, because I think it's easy to just get a British actor and be like, oh, you're going to be the butler because whatever. Yeah. And I don't, I don't this know if we already, clue. yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if clue is already, <laughs> but, but still like you would think that then they'd make a bigger deal out of the butler. Yeah. But the CD, the audiobook, uh, skips on the word introspection and mm -hmm. it's the skipping part is right before the shun. And if you're a fan of Rocky Horror Picture Show, Dr. Frankenfurter has a line where he goes, I'm shivering with Antissa, or Antissa pay, and then it's, he pauses and he says, shun. So I think like yeah. it was for all the jokes that they could make, but also especially so they could just get a Rocky Horror joke in there. Do you know who plays uh, Phineas and Ferb's dad? No, I did at one point. It's Richard O'Brien who wrote Rocky Horror. No way. And is Riff Raff, I think. He was going to write a sequel, but then Tim Curry declined. And then because Tim Curry declined, most of the other cast declined, and it never saw the light of day. It was a great reading, actually, I think. Do you watch Drag Race? I do not. 
Okay, there was a there was a queen last year who did uh, the on Snatch Game. The queen was the woman who played Magenta, like, and then she like got on Twitter and like roasted the queen because she did such a bad job. Okay, I'm gonna go look that up after this. Okay, uh, Aiden Jane, Aiden Zane was the um, queen, um, but yes. So Tim Curry, let me go see in the Phineas and Ferb wiki if they actually like reference that as a Rocky Horror. Um, uh, I've got it pulled up. Let me see. Uh, where do they have allusions? Uh, I don't think they have it in there. Uh, which uh, Jay, you I, need to be a mod on that. Yeah, that I think it's. De- I think yeah. It's definitely what it is. It's, it's just not, not listed here under allusions. Well, okay, it's not listed under allusions. Um, okay, it, under trivia, it does say he was supposed to say the word introspection, but it doesn't say it doesn't have any reference to uh, uh, Rocky Horror about it. And it could just be a conspiracy theory in my own head. I feel like that's a harmless one. I think it's I think it's definitely true. I think it's one of those things you could you could ask about on TikTok and maybe get a comment back. That's a good thing. Uh, I'm gonna make a TikTok after like after this just for Dan Povenmire. <laughs> if you're not Dan Povenmire, keep scrolling the jump. <laughs> I need your help getting his attention. I th- I th- I think it's a good bet though. I, I I like this I like this poll. Uh, so we're reaching kind of the kind of the climax of the episode here is the the giant robot fight. Where of course they're at an evil convention, so there's there's evil weapons everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there there happen to be two giant robots. One is a dragon, and one is Queen Elizabeth the uh, first. And at first, Doofenshmirtz uh, goes into the Queen Elizabeth robot, and Perry goes into the the dragon robot. Uh, and before they fight, Doofenshmirtz asks if they can switch. Uh, and he he wants the the dragon, I guess. I, I guess because he thinks that that maybe the dragon is the more formidable monster, um, but if you know anything, you would know the royal family is the real monster. That is true, and <laughs> I think that Perry the platypus shows here that he is a true feminist, because he yeah. doesn't think that it's he he understands first of all the horrors that are <laughs> the British royal family, and minus uh, minus uh, what's his name. Megan. Yeah, all of a sudden I couldn't remember anyone's name and I was like, oh my god. My mind went completely blank. The royal family entered and I was like, all thoughts are gone. They might steal them. Like, can't have any. (laughs) (laughs) So other than Megan and maybe Harry, um, but you know, product of your upbringing, so he's at least part monster. But um, Perry the Platypus shows he's a true feminist and he's like, yeah, it's not weak to be inside of a quote-unquote female-coded robot. And also, it did it give you Reptar vibes? It did. A little okay. bit, yeah. Because like in 2003, uh, I think it was Rugrats Go Wild, uh, the wild Thornberry. Tim Curry? Mm, yeah, yeah, Tim Curry, the wild mm-hmm. Thornberry, who played Nigel Thornberry, and the Rugrats, and was there one other show? Had a crossover movie, and they get inside a giant Reptar Just those and ones. like destroy Paris. No, 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 no. You're thinking of two different things. Am I thinking of... Oh. Rugrats Go Paris is a Rugrats thing. in Rugrats in Paris is the one with the giant reptar. And then yeah. Rugrats, Rugrats Go Wild, I think, was a different one. Yeah. Everything is the same movie in my brain. Rugrats Go Wild is the one that had, like, uh, scratch and sniff cards in the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the one <laughs> where 
Tommy tries to sell uh, his brother to the monkeys for the mm, Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That's also a different one. <laughs> that's all. How many Rugrats movies were that's, there? That's Other the than, Rugrats like, movie Passover. where they, they. That's the Rugrats movie where Dill is born and Tommy doesn't like him, and then they go try to. They build a baby reptar like vehicle, and they try to like. They go in the jungle, and then Tommy and Dill cry, and then they become friends. Is yeah. that not Rugrats Go Wild? No, that's a different one because that one doesn't have the wild thornberries. That's I also think- the one where they uh, they have the the baby song that uh, is so funny. The Chucky's mom song? No, the baby song. The one that's like um, they... Uh, I'll find it. One the second. Chucky's mom song is also Regrets in Paris. Please that's yes. that's where uh, 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 Chuck Charles gets, uh, gets married. This world is something yeah. new to me. The baby song, which is so funny. I find it so funny. I don't remember this off the top of my head. But, uh, Should we play it? Should we play it? Yes. Uh, maybe maybe it can be the, the, the break in between episodes here. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I think this just proves that after you're done covering the Scooby-Doo movies, you need to cover all the Rugrats and Wild Thornberry. Mm, yeah. I think so, Honestly. because like, if it's not Rugrats Hanukkah, Rugrats Passover, I, don't, I can't tell them apart. Mm. All the movies are the same in me. It's just a continuation of the last movie. I remember the oh. Rugrats Gift to the Magi. <laughs> yeah i think it was billed as a christmas episode or maybe it was a hanukkah episode but uh hey, phil and will like gift to the magi each other with uh like a coloring book and a, and a a reptar space helmet or something i'm gonna look that up after this too <laughs> uh so let's let's wrap up this episode or at least this half episode uh there's a giant giant robot fight uh turns out uh queen elizabeth has laser eyes, uh, and, and Doofenshmirtz is really regretting his decision to, to switch robots. Uh, but the, the dragon breathes fire. Mm-hmm. Problem is, it breathes fire out of its mouth, and the little like control center of the robot is the mouth. So to in order to breathe fire... That is poorly designed. It is, it is a, a, a terrible design for a robot, uh, but also the one that he chose. This is on him. That's why you should be a feminist. But also if it happens to Perry, Perry would like find a way to dodge it. Perry's just a more intuitive uh, fighter. Yeah. Uh, so the, the robot fight ends up on TV, on the, the VBBC news. On the telly. Uh, and and the, the newscaster is just so, so unbothered by it. He's like, in news today, there's a giant robot fight seems to be happening. And also, there's a new version of Jane Eyre, which then gets repeated three times in the next minute. That like yeah, that L- Lawrence notices that there's a new version of Jane Eyre, uh, and then then the fight really really uh, comes to a head. Uh, Queen Elizabeth, the robot, has six arms all of a sudden, <laughs> and and the the six arms of this robot uh, are are attacking the the dragon. And Doofenshmirtz accidentally hits both the self-destruct button on the dragon and the eject button on the dragon uh, to where this this robot is going to blow up, uh, but he is no longer going to be in it when it does. And I think they just got this, like, Jane Eyre joke in their head, and they're like, this is... Like, it was their Anthony tweet. They were (laughs) like, we just gotta keep saying it until people think this is funny. 
Um, also, I now have Transformers Royals in disguise stuck in my head. So I just, you said six arms and that was the only thing I could think of. I thought you were going to make a Transformers are trans icons joke. Oh, I thought you were going to say they're going to make a Transformers version of Jane Eyre. Ooh. Mm. Jay, do you want to do you want to help me with that? I I'll I'll do it with you. Do you have the action figures because I'll you'll have to mail me one. I don't have any. I was not a big Transformers one. guy. I did love Bumblebee from a few years ago though. I I went to see that on a whim on a Thursday night. Uh I had basically the whole movie theater to myself. There were like two other people in there. And it was just a good time. I had a great time watching that movie. And then I decided Thursday movie nights were the bomb.com and you go see like movies no one else will go see. I said uh, the Lego movie part two, like a few weeks later. When the year that the first Transformers movie like in the 2000s came out, um, someone illegally downloaded it at my summer camp during staff week. And um, the camp got a cease and desist letter saying that they would shut down the camp's Wi-Fi and um, phone privileges if they continued to pirate uh, media. And I can say that now because that camp is closed, not for that reason. It continued for another <laughs> 10 years. Um, but every time I hear Transformers, I also have to acknowledge that Transformers almost ended my summer camp. And not in the way people would think. That's a good. That's a good headline, though. It's Transformers almost ended my summer camp. I'm gonna write a blog now. Yes. Was for the better or for the worse? Were you a fan of the camp or not? Oh, I love. It was. It was a huge thing for me. Um, My mom went there in the 70s and the 80s, and then I went for. I went and then worked there for 10 years. I. And for those that don't know, Jay's mom is their best friend. Yeah, that's true. That's a fact. I'm uh, to say about that. Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Would would uh okay, question. Is your mom really your best friend? I'm gonna put a test to you. Is would your mom believe you if you said your brother was being a mess and making shenanigans happen in the backyard that are dangerous, destructive, and also financially questionable, like using finances and without insurance? i.e. would your mom believe you if you were the Candace to your brother's finish and I think she would for reasons that I can't fully explain on air and because my brother has done really bold outrageous things both in front of her and behind her back and he knows that so I think she and from a young age so I think I think she would believe me but also I think she would believe him if she if he said similar things about me and they weren't even true So your mom's gullible is what I'm hearing. No, I just think that she uh, hopes for the best and expects the worst from us. Okay. That's that's fair. A good trait to have in a mom. She's always prepared. Uh, so the, the dragon that's about to blow up, it lands uh, sort of on the jousting course near, near the Black Knight, um, which we know to be Candace. Uh, it does blow up. Candace somehow lands back in the tower, but then falls out of the tower and, and into Charles's arms in her princess outfit. Uh, the parents come back from, from the antique convention with a, with a 19th century barometer. Uh, they ask if anything interesting has happened today. Uh, and Ferb says there's a new version of Jane Eyre that's about to come out. 
Uh, that's it. That's it. That's the episode. Did you notice anything weird about that episode? Um, there's lots weird about that episode. The structure of the episode specifically. I am not sure. Can you what repeat you're the question? There is something different about the structure of this episode than most episodes, and if you're going on oh. the Wikipedia, you're cheating. Oh, I can tell you a few things. Um, there's no Nader. Mm-hmm. They're not in the U.S. Uh, they didn't build anything. Uh, their Candace wasn't trying to bust them. Yes, and no one said, what you doing? Oh, there's been yeah. a few episodes that we haven't had. There's been, there's I was going to a- say, there's been uh, seven episodes that you've covered that don't have a what you doing in them. I counted. I did the research to come on here and be like, the name of your podcast is What You Doing, and there's no What You Doing. So, like Dan Povenmire again, What You Doing? <laughs> Writing a strongly worded letter right now, actually on TikTok. I was gonna say, let's just make it. Know, does, does anyone ever say What You Doing besides Isabella? Because that that could easily just be an excuse for it to just say, oh, we we couldn't like narratively make it make sense to have Isabella in England with them. But I think they could also just like, you know, pass that line around some. They do pass the line around, at least in the episodes that uh, y'all have covered so far. Um, they'll have a what you do in moment if like mom says in the beginning, like, oh, what you, what are you guys doing today? Which isn't even saying mm. what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So there's no like, verb, what are we doing today? Um, they're like, I, they're just like, let's have a medieval tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just. I, I just find it interesting. I think they're trying to probably like establish what they want the episodes to be at this point. Um, mm-hmm. And what yeah. you do just becomes more of a staple as they, you know, realize that Isabella truly is the queen we all need. Yes, Alison Stone are an icon. Um, but let like, we've talked about how the we're going in the production order. So it's kind of, they're definitely still trying to figure out their footing even on episode 10A and 10B. Um, they're still not secure with their product um but yeah any final thoughts on a hard day's night anyone for an episode that i called forgettable we should we we sure talked about it for over an hour listen we had (laughs) thoughts we had tangents you know us my apologies literally i'm the king of the tangents i think is what i'm gonna start claiming myself to be but uh yeah with that said we're gonna take a quick musical interlude I'll include the Rugrat song. Um, and then, yeah, we'll be back to talk about iRobot and get into feedback and rankings.
are back everybody uh this world is something new to me as well because mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about irobot for the first time ever on a podcast um so first things first what did everyone remember about this episode um as i pull out my notes this episode for me stands out in my brain as the phineas and herb episode that i remember most mm-hmm. uh for especially from the early seasons Uh because I was watching it and the entire time I was watching it I was like I know everything that's happening um and the song obviously it's a bop it slaps um yeah I just have this very vivid memory of everything happening but also it could be because it's like a common trope in shows that have clones yeah anyway yeah Yeah. they they definitely get into the the if anyone makes robots, there's inevitably going to be a robot uprising. Um, you say that as if there aren't already AI uprisings. I was going to say at Elon Musk, at Steve Jobs, Quartz. Did at... you see that Elon Musk's baby was in Twitter headlines this week? No. No. Um, what's what's his wife's name? Grimace? No, that's in the Grimes? <laughs> Grimes, yes. Um, Can we not talk about McDonald's mascots on this podcast for once? Wait, but now I'm going to Photoshop a picture of Elon Musk and Grimes to be Elon Musk and Grimace. Yes, please do that. That can Um, be the cover image of this podcast when it drops. Yes, we are looking for a new logo, which, by the way, if you are not there yet, we'll do this in the plugs too, but we are on Apple Podcasts finally. Get excited, everyone. Subscribe there. Only took like three months. Yes. Most of it was my fault because I kept forgetting to change the logo. And then it took only like a month after we did that. Um, But yes. So uh, yeah. But the baby was trending on Twitter because he learned how to flip his iPhone or something. (laughs) Um, But yeah. So I I do want to shout out Megan Bianco for that amazing Navi Photoshop. And then also Stephanie Bourgeois. For another amazing Nali Photoshop with the ghost priest. Is that who you were? <laughs> the ghost yes, I was the ghost realtor. Realtor, sorry. Yes. And they Photoshopped Navi. I, I sent it in our little Discord chat, uh, Megan's version. Stephanie also had a great version as well. But yeah, so Navi and Will, what did you remember about this episode before we get into the recap? Uh, yeah, I, I remember the song. I remember a lot of the visuals from this episode. Uh, some of some of the details I I maybe forgot beforehand with you know, the, the fact that Santa Claus is in this episode um, for some reason. But but yeah, this is definitely one of the more one of the more memorable ones in my opinion. Too. Yes, Nabi. Yeah, so obviously I remember the song. I specifically remembered the Ferbot 
uh, and Candace like freaking out over the robots. That was my main memory from the episode. I did actually remember Santa Claus because I don't know. I guess that just stuck with me as a kid because of how like out of nowhere it is. I did not remember the panic room coming into this, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my God, this is so memorable. Like I remembered it. Like I remembered the whole panic room stuff with Candace and the Candace bot at the end. Um, but yeah, should we get into the recap, mm-hmm. everyone? Okay, so Phineas and Ferb are sitting under the tree, not K-I-S-S-I-N-G. They are they are just chatting about what they want to do today, and they have so many plans, and they're so overwhelmed, and they're like, we have only one summer, and we have so many ideas. I know what we're going to do today. We're going to make Phinidroids and Ferbots to help us with um, our, our plans. And if we learned anything in the past year, I think it's that 104 days of summer vacation is more than enough. Yeah. And they, they should have plenty of time to do everything that they want to do and more. So when I heard it in, you know, this week, I was like, are you sure you can't accomplish all of this on your own? I know you're children, but like, mm-hmm. we've, we've now had 104 days of summer vacation. We know how that feels. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, no, definitely. I was like, I I tweeted out during this podcast because I wanted to go find out a photo of Peter the Panda that I miss going coffee runs for my supervisors. That's how how badly I want a job. Um, but yeah, um, Jay, we haven't gotten your question. Just to go on a quick tangent, if you had an animal nemesis with alliterations, uh, you can sit on that for a second. Who would your animal nemesis be? I hate that um, I thought of an actual person, so I need to actually sit down and think for a moment. Is it the Renatbot? Sure. Speaking of AI uprisings, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so while Jay thinks on that, uh, Perry, they do the, where's Perry? And Perry goes up to the chimney and he gets into the elevator and then Santa's there and they take the elevator down. Um, and... Yeah, and I think Major Monogram apologizes for Santa being part of the, the ride. Um, so, Will, since you didn't remember uh, Santa, um, Silverfish? What? Uh, I asked in, I'm I sorry, asked in the private chat, what are those disgusting bugs that come up through your shower drain sometimes if you live in, like, the Midwest? They're called silverfish. They're basically Never. like millipedes or centipedes. They're just really gross. Oh. Um, so I had an animal nemesis. I've Me never neither. heard of this. Will, have you heard of this as our Midwest um, expert? No. Really? But I also, I also, uh, I, I, I also don't know that I, I uh, lived in enough of the Midwest for it to count. Oklahoma is like Midwest adjacent and also south adjacent and also like southwest adjacent but like none of those things actually it could just be a missouri thing i'm not from here and i'd never heard of it before here mm-hmm. we have palmetto bugs in Tro- in south carolina those are just roaches but bigger and they can fly um but like i saw something yeah sorry go ahead but i was gonna say but like if i had i realize this isn't the prompt so i didn't do the assignment properly but i heard what is your animal ne- nemesis and the answer is silverfish. Sally the uh, silverfish. Sally, Sabrina, what, what's the name of your silverfish enemy? Uh, Stefan. Sylvia. Stefan, but with an F, like with an F instead of 
Mm. No, a PH instead of an F. Because uh, yeah. it should just be Stephen. Stephen? Okay, Stephen the Silverfish? No, it's Stefan spelled with a PH it because it like should Stephen. be pronounced. But with an Stephen. A or an E at, at the There's end. There's an A at the end. It's S T E P H A N. Estefan. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Or it's Sean spelled S E A N because it should be spelled S H A W N, like yeah. Sean Spencer. Or S H A U N. I'll accept it. Sean. Uh, no, I was, I was, uh, I, I read about this. Uh, there's apparently like one species of cicada that only comes like every 19 years or something, and it's supposed to come this year. And it's it is like a huge oh, I saw Matt Price swarm of about cicada. This. I'm I'm terrified of this, and I think I live almost near it, which which is scary to me. So in 2020, there were two like cohorts, so to speak, of cicadas that came out that were supposed to emerge after differing amounts of years but they ended up overlapping in 2020. Um, mm -hmm. So that just shows you again, how awful 2020 was. There were two like batches of cicadas wreaking havoc on the world at the same time. Even though one of them only came out like every eight years and the other was like every 14. It's terrifying. Yeah, maybe cicadas as well. Katie Cicada. Oh, that's good, that's clever. There's a first Katie's time for everything. Katie Cicada, but with the C, right? Yeah, it's spelled like Katie from Mean Girls. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of, did you all see when that thing was a thing with the face, celebrity face app that I used to get Jonathan Bennett, Aaron Samuels, first boot Big Brother player? Um, to be fair to him, he was kind of like screwed, but... Not really, because he could have done better. But um, yeah. Anyways, uh, who, which Phineas and Ferb? I could see Vincent Martella on a Celebrity Big Brother season. I don't know about you. I could see Dan Povenmire on The Circle. Ooh, I could see mm, that. That'd too. be fun. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So anyways, speaking of Dan Povenmire, um, they go down and Major Monogram tells Perry the Platypus that uh, Dupinsworth has fifty-seven outgoing phone calls. We don't know who it's to. But go check in on him. Um, basically, I read between the lines. Major Monogram said that worried that he's sad, and Dupin Schwartz is just a lonely man. We're all there right now in this pandemic. I have a problem with um, this though. Go ahead, Jay. So I work for my university um, in admissions, and we talk with accepted students all the time. And oftentimes, I have to send reminders, being like, "Hey, you have this upcoming meeting with admissions." Um, call us back if you have any questions otherwise we'll see you Tuesday whatever um and I often see that the time it takes to leave a voicemail that's a couple sentences long shows up as, as about a minute 30 seconds and Dr. Dubenschmertz left 57 made 57 mm -hmm. calls and claims to have left several long messages in 60 minutes so the real question is, what kind of time travel nonsense is Dr. Dupinschmerz up to? Hmm. Maybe, maybe he meant long word-wise, and he talked really fast. He just, or, yeah, <laughs> talking fast makes sense. But like, what did he do? Just like call up his girlfriend, say homunculus, and hang up? Uh, honestly, I could see him like calling for multiple phones at once. Actually, and yeah. and, and like leave. <laughs> Leaving five voicemails at the same time. 
like when you used to call into radio stations to win things and you got like everyone's phone that you know and you yeah. all called at the same time. I don't know if other people did that. I saw it in Hannah Montana and then I tried it. Speaking of, mm-hmm. happy happy 15th year anniversary to Hannah Montana. Did anyone else read Miley Cyrus's note? It was so beautiful. She she like wrote a letter to Hannah um, and it's on Twitter. I can find it for you, Navi, if you want. Yes. Um, anyways, so uh, Phineas and Ferb are making Spinadroids and Ferb bots. Um, they, I like the visual moment where they have this long, like rickety machine, and then they just upload their photos, and then it's like this little quick machine that they made. Like they didn't even there, and Phineas is like, "Oh, we didn't even need all these supplies." Um, but they're like, that's it with your blueprint. And now I want to go to Will because the Finadroids and Furbot songs kicks in. And this is your moment to speak. Uh, it's, it's a good song. Yeah. Like it, it definitely hits all of the like electronic synth pop house music vibes that, that like, it's, it's so catchy. It's, it's so easy to dance along to, um, this, this song is going to be stuck in my head for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very Daft Punk, which, by the way, pour one out for Daft Punk. They were great. Yeah. Yeah. Daft Punk. Daft, Daft Punk, Punk, I think, was the first uh, the first CD I ever paid money for uh, was, was the CD Random Access Memories. I bought that with my own money. Hopefully they'll get together one more time. <laughs> but, um... Yes. Um, Navi, I'm going to post the Hannah Montana thing in this Zoom chat, but if you need it later, just remind me on Discord. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, so Perry walks in front of the door, in through the front door, using the key that Dr. Doofenshmirtz had given him, and he, Doofenshmirtz is like, oh, thank you, Perry the Platypus, for using the key I gave you instead of busting through my front, uh, busting through my ceiling. And I'm like, wait, he has a key? At least walk in like, like a normal civilian um uh, unless it's like legitimately a crisis but it's never a crisis but um, i'm guessing he gave him the key after having yeah. broken into his house multiple times do you think perry house sits for divorce is ever gone it'd be nice yeah a, a kind thing for a nemesis to do and i feel like that also would give him plenty of access to any upcoming evil plans so that he could better plan his like entrances and maybe that's how he knows every like where to be and exactly where to land and all of that stuff and like he's just so meticulous in how he handles his spy work so I'm like I feel like that has to be it he just house sits for Doofenshmirtz and he gets all his intel it seems like a good plan and and uh mutually beneficial too then then uh because uh, I, I think we've known all along that Doofenshmirtz really wants to be wants to at least have some sort of fight over all of these plans with Perry. He doesn't want to just like get away with it. Yeah, um, no, he but, he uh, loves the drama. He, he I feel like Doofenshmirtz watches too much professional wrestling. He just wants a friend. Literally, same. Doofenshmirtz, call me. I'll be your friend. I have three amazing friends right here. But if you want to spend eight hours on Clubhouse with me with them, you're invited, Doofenshmirtz. I have three yeah. amazing friends right here and none of them are good enough, so I'm inviting a fictional character. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I will <laughs> leave because I you, heard. you people are busting me 
Um, and it's not fair. My words are heard. We've established this. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Jewish words is talking about his relationship struggles. Again, in my head, it's Sandra O. Oh, they're like, she's ghosting him to probably with Roger, right? Hey, you can't kick me out of here. I'm the only mod in this here, here room, but. Um, but doesn't Doofenshmirtz act, I don't know if how active any of you are on dating apps, but he feels like every male identified person that I have like either ghosted or forgotten to respond to because I have other stuff going on because he like leaves all these really long messages and I just imagine him being like, hey, and then 10 minutes later, like, but not really because it's 60 minutes being like, hey, hey, how you doing? What's up? And it's just like so many people just send those constant messages. And it's like, I'm really sorry that I was in class. And I feel like you know, Dr. Doofenshmirtz might be at that stage in his dating life. Who among us has never double texted or left 57 voicemails in a row? I'm I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never done that. Never. I've never done that with people in this chat. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, so yeah, Doofenshmirtz has some troubles and he's like, Perry looks over at the wall and he's like, oh, that magnet, that has nothing to do with this. Actually, it has a little bit of, to do with this. Um, I want to go drive the magnet over to her house and uh, delete all her messages and I'm not a scientist. Does that work? Um, I, I'd say yes and no. I, I think it will maybe delete voicemails in the sense that it will like corrupt her phone to not working anymore. Um, but also it, it will make every other electronic in her house not work anymore. Yeah. Also, he would like just lift everything to the top of the ceiling and then leave a mess. So like, obviously something happened and then she'll be like, when she's confiding in him, he'll be like, oh. Did you, did you never like put a, accidentally put a magnet in front of your TV when you were a kid? Did I do, I don't think I did that. Oh man, I, I had this happen more than once. Uh, so especially with older TVs, it had something to do with like uh, the way that the TVs worked just by like shooting electrons at the TV screen. Um, so so if you hold a magnet up to a TV screen, it like like makes it all like wibbly wobbly rainbowy. Oh. I I feel like I've seen people do that, but I don't think I. Yeah, I, I I thought accidentally messing up your TV with a magnet was like a universal childhood experience. Maybe no. I was just a bad kid. Did you also think that putting <laughs> bananas and ketchup on a sandwich together was a universal? No, I knew that. I knew that was weird. Um, I have another theory about continuity in these episodes yes sure. go off so we know that last episode a hard day's night there was an evil convention and i assume that dr doofenshmirtz needed a hotel room and maybe he had an experience where he put his phone in his pocket with his hotel room key and it erased the key's ability to open his door and he was like oh it erased all the data from the card to open my door so maybe a magnet can erase all these voicemails he doesn't, maybe he doesn't know that's not how it works, but he had something happen recently and it sparked, you know, truly it sparked a moment of evil genius for him. That's interesting. I didn't know that this was a thing with keys. The more you know, everyone. Oh, you've never put like your cell phone, like if you have a case, it's less likely. But uh, like back in like when so, 
I had a flip phone or like my parents had a flip phone. If you put it in your pocket with your hotel key, it would erase. The oh, key. I thought you meant, I thought you meant like a house key that Perry the Platypus had. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about like. No, I know what you mean. I know what you like, mean. Yeah. It demagnetizes it. Okay. But also you missed it. Uh, last week we talked about our pocket items and I oh, yeah. described that I have my phone and my headphones on the right side and my wallet. Oh, I shouldn't actually advertise where I keep my stuff, but my, my keys are on the left side. So if you ever run into Felipe post-pandemic at a know-it-alls. I'm switching it up. You don't know where it's going to be. Ooh, my left Will, what's or this stage in the chat? left? What's this YouTube video? We'll never know. Just it, um, don't answer that question. And then, and then, and then no one know what side they're actually on and yeah, i shared a video of, of what happens if you if you put a if you put a magnet up to an old tv screen that's icon it, it like really really messes with things we should put all and by we i mean y'all should put all these links in the show notes so that people can see for themselves yeah wait jay you didn't get the memo that you're producing this episode you're posting it Incredible. yeah that's kind of our it's kind of our bit we make the guest edit over podcast <laughs> yeah some podcasts, some podcasts make the guests host. Other podcasts, like ours, make them edit. <laughs> it's a trial by um, fire. You know, you're just throwing me out there trying to see what I can do. I understand. Yeah, uh, but we get uh, the magnet plan, and then Candace, Candace is talking to Stacy on the phone. She's like, "Stacy, I would love to be there to see you get your ears pierced, but then uh, I ha- who's going to take care of Phineas and?" Finney's? Oh, and she notices the two robots and she's in, outside the window. She's like very upset. She runs and hides in the panic room and she hugs Mr. Miggles um, and calls mom from the panic room. And I, my question was, how is there cell service in this room? You know, I don't, I don't know. And I, would I, think, I would think the panic room would just like have a landline in it. And Will, I was relying on you as the like longer term Midwesterner to tell me about like tornado mm-hmm. hideouts and do you have cell service? Like if you were to go in there to sweep or something, mm-hmm. could you be on the phone with somebody while you were down there? Um, I don't think so. We have, so my house, we have like a small, um, how big is this room? I would say it's about, I don't know, six foot by six foot concrete room. Uh, that is like our tornado shelter um where where i don't think we would get cell service inside we have a landline in there um but uh i I don't think we usually get cell service from inside there but that's also that's also uh like surrounded by thick concrete i I imagine it's different if it were a metal room which is what this this uh, panic room looks like yeah um do any of you have any places that you would go to and hide if you ever got scared in your house? Wherever my cat is. He is my Mr. Miggles. Vinny would but be not good really. hugs. I would never call you that, Vinny. Navi, how about you? I mean, my apartment for some reason has like a lot of random like little storage corridors. So maybe one of those, if I'm feeling like, hey, I don't mind being claustrophobic for like, an hour however long you're supposed to be in a panic room for yeah uh will what about you uh yeah i I don't think my apartment's big enough (laughs) to have any like designated mental breakdown area 
See, that's the first thing people always do when they go apartment hunting is look where you can play hide and seek in. If there's no good hide and seek spots, then it's not a good apartment. Yeah. I mean, my apartment's very small, but for some reason, there's just like these human sized little corridors for storage that are in here for some reason that they randomly just put in. Because I think they were going to originally make this a two bedroom, but then they're like, eh, let's make this a one bedroom instead. And so the layout of my apartment complex is quite different. Winnipeg. Am I right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, I'm a proud Winnipegger, okay? Leave me alone. What, what Winnipegger? I barely know her. There we go. <laughs> that was a joke I think Jay made last night. Uh-huh. No, I, I don't Someone remember. made it. Was it AJ? Probably. And then he booted someone after it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when? But, not a shock. When did he not boot someone? Is the, um, who did yeah, boot off the stage? Um, I don't think he ever booted Jay out, did he? See, Jay was respectful. They weren't playing these games. I was respectful too. I was just sharing my opinions. Yes. Um, but yeah, so then we had uh we uh Candace goes, captures a fur bot, and puts it outside on the trash area, um, where she gets a phone call from Stacy while she's on the phone call. Uh, the garbage collector comes, takes it out, and then the fertilizer guy drops off a bag of fertilizer. It looks exactly the same. And then at the same time, Candace is on the phone with Stacy. Stacy's mom is upset because Stacy got her ears pierced. And uh, Candace is like, I didn't know about this. Candace, how dare you? Um, she really threw her friend under the bus here. Yes. Uh, will, have you ever gotten your ears pierced? Never. Never will. I don't like being Navi, stabbed. have you? Oh yeah, you. Except for the vaccine. Except for the vac, I I will be stabbed for for uh, vaccination purposes, but hopefully no yes. other purposes. Navi, have you? Do you have your ears pierced or no? Yeah, I do have my ears pierced. I got them pierced when I was like a toddler. I think I was okay, like okay, so something. Never mind. I was gonna ask. Maybe Jay has an answer, but Jay had to step away because Vinny was hungry. So we can just move on, and then if Jay listens back, they can tweet us their response. Um, my question was, or we could just ask them when they get back. Yes, but I might forget. <laughs> um, Not like they're uh, gone forever. They actually left the podcast and uh, they were very upset. Oh, hi, Navi. What do you have to say? I didn't mean to do that. I wanted to check the chat because I haven't been checking it. Navi raised her hand if anyone was curious. <laughs> I will lower it. Okay. Yes. But um, yeah, so they, the trash guy takes it, swaps it. Um, Perry sprays cheese spray on the rope net that he's caught in. I don't remember Perry getting caught. Maybe I was maybe I was just taking my notes too, like focused on before the before Doofenshmirtz left, he just like uh, okay, activated yeah. this trap that I don't know him. about you, but when I take notes, sometimes I don't really watch as much. I'm just like scribbling frantically. I, I pause a lot. Uh there we go. Jay, we're back. Um do you did you get your ears pierced? And if so, um do you have any thoughts on Stacy's mom being upset with her for getting uh her ears pierced? So my mom, when I was a kid, oh, sorry, go ahead. Navi was singing Stacey's mom, because I had the same thought too, and I, I was understood. Um, so when I was a kid, my mom actually pushed me multiple times, not physically. <laughs> I want to make that very clear. <laughs> she encouraged me strongly to get my ears pierced. And she's super cool. As you know, she's my best friend, and she has three piercings in one ear and two in the other. And I thought that was the coolest thing growing up. But also I have 
I had until very recently a fear of needles, um, a phobia so bad that I needed people to like hold my hand and look me in the eyes while I got a shot at the doctor. I could not watch the doctor walk into the room because I knew a needle was coming. It was very bad. And so my mom was like, if you like earrings, you love, and my, we used to bead, make jewelry. And I was like, if you make all these earrings, you need to wear them because otherwise you're just gonna have them sitting around. So eventually I got my ears pierced and it wasn't painful at all. Um, but my mom was like, you need to get your ears pierced. Um, so I never understood this whole like, I mean, it's not like she's getting her belly button pierced. It's not like she's getting a tattoo at 16. I feel like there's far worse things that you can do than get your ears pierced. But also I understand it might be like, I don't know, it might be like a family thing. It might be a cultural thing. Yeah. There she's was an episode a little of Full bit, House, right? Yeah, I was about to say, I, I think she's a little bit old to have this like, not like getting her ears pierced is such a scandalous thing. I, I feel like that's more of like a nine or 10 year old thing than a than a 15 or 16 year old thing. Yeah. But I yeah, yeah those... when, when uh, Stephanie did this on Full House. Yeah. And, and then she like did the Princess Leia hair and then got an infection. Yeah. And that was, yeah. Um, and that's why I think it might be like a cultural thing or like a family mm. thing because like, if you're like, for me, I'm Jewish. My mom tells me frequently that if I ever get a tattoo, she worries that I won't be buried in a Jewish cemetery, um, which is not necessarily true depending on the cemetery that you talk to. I love learning about and talking about death. So I apologize. Mm -hmm. But like, it's a cultural thing for us that you don't get tattoos. So I wonder if it's like for her family, whatever her family background is. But how uh, does your like, mother feel about Jordan Sparks' song, Tattoo? <laughs> I feel like she probably it's sings like a lot. like a tattoo. I'll always have you. She probably used that line against me once or twice. Oh, no. Like, you know, if you get a tattoo, yeah. you'll always have it. Yeah. So um, you missed it when you went. To, oh, go ahead, Navi. Oh, I was about to say, like, I, I believe Stacey is like, Japanese American I believe or at least part Japanese um I am also like of Asian descent if can't tell um but like my parents were like obviously as I said before like they were like oh you are getting your ears pierced like at two or three or whatever and I think that's the case for like most Indian girls anyway or female identified people by their parents <laughs> anyway um so I don't know if it's like a specific cultural thing for like certain Asian cultures or whatnot. It may just be a family thing. Like Stacy's family, just for whatever reason says, Hey, you can't do this. Mom got a really bad ear infection once. Yeah. Maybe yeah. there's like some trauma involved with that. Well, my mom had her ears pierced and then she had to get them closed because um, she had an ear infection or like not an ear, like she, yeah, she was allergic to the, to whatever they like, mm. She had allergic reactions to the earrings, I guess, like whenever she put them on. Um, but you missed it. Will said that he would never get his ears pierced because he has a fear of being stabbed. And I thought that was kind of relatable to you. Um, but you also missed it when Will said he was going to get himself a Prince Albert one day. I must have missed this part too. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes. Um, but yeah. So, but I feel like we have yeah, a... Yeah, yeah, there's not, but but Jay, I feel like you 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 have a friend who also doesn't like being stabbed by needles, so you and Will can bond. Oh, the two of us. He's talking about the two of us. Yes. We're friends. Mm. Yeah, we're all friends here. But you have a you have a friend who can relate to this struggle that you 
have had with needles. I thought you were uh, talking about someone else. And I was like, actually, if yeah. I've ever had to take an injectable medicine, um, uh, like an EpiPen or something like that, Vinny will not um, leave my side until I pretend to stab him as well because he needs everything I need, which is just another reason that he is truly my shadow. Everything I do, he needs to do too. Vinny really is your child. I mean, yeah, my adopted yeah. Mm-hmm. small dog of a cat. Yes, um, <laughs> no, uh, but, but even though everyone's afraid of needles, I strongly recommend everyone get vaccinated. Um, oh, yeah. Actually, you're not allowed to listen to this podcast unless you plan to get the vaccine. To be clear, I have gotten my first shot. I, I had a semi-allergic reaction and I've been approved to get my second shot and I still am going to get it. And I've had a phobia of needles. So if I can do it, so can the rest of you. Yes. Um, but we we go back and this is the second time Perry has uh, gotten out of a situation because of mouse eating cheese, right? At least in that uh, I think watched. so. This is the, this is the first time with the with the cheese spray. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. The last time it was it was with the age accelerator with the stinky cheese. Yes. Yes. Oh and wait, no, 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 no. Sorry, it was a different. It was a different stinky cheese bit. Yes. So this was a, th- a third time. <laughs> Lots of cheese in Finney's and Furry. He he uh, uh, shot the cheese into Doofenshmirtz butt crack. Ah uh, yes, there we go. Um, but. Uh, We've talked a lot about TikTok in this episode um, and Dan Povenmire. And I don't know if you noticed that Perry did this, but I think he was ahead of the curve by at least a decade when he was doing the little finger touchy thing <laughs> uh, to like indicate that he was like thinking and nervous and kind of like, oh no, what am I going to do? I hope mm-hmm. someone comes save me. And he has his little thing, his index fingers or whatever they are on platypi. Mm-hmm. Uh touching and I saw that and I immediately was like Dan Povenmire started the trend <laughs> yes a real game changer Dan Povenmire um but yeah so Phineas and Fred I would love go- to have fancy cheese spray by the way like, did, did like you ever aerosol have a- cheese that's a be, thing would, I've so I've had like like easy cheese that yeah it comes out of a can in in the same way that like when we find this, not even like silly putty, almost. We'll, we'll contact them and ask. But but like 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 a can of spray paint, but it's cheese that I I would get down with, like like the real like. But I wanted to be the, good. The cheese. aerosol like, to it. Maybe it's like a goat cheese, something that mm. I enjoy. That'd be good. Yeah. Uh, I like mozzarella. I don't mm. know about y'all. Ooh, like you could spray like the inside of burrata. Oh yes, yeah. I like that. Jay, we should go into business together and create this. We should just go out and get a cheese plate. I mm-hmm. want Honestly. a cheese plate so bad. Next, Navi, next treat yourself. Event, we're gonna get a cheese plate. Yeah. Uh, we'll and then AJ's gonna steal it. No, AJ, don't steal it. What if we each get our own individual cheese plate, mm. and then we can eat our own cheese plates together, and then you get the cheeses that you want anyway. Yeah, I yeah. Have brie so bad. Oh, you know what's good? Heating a brie in the oven for a little mm-hmm. bit, and then you like cut it open and you put like jam inside. Navi, <gasps> <laughs> I'm so excited for Navi to experience this. Um, but yeah, going back to Finney's and Fur part of the plot, they're upset that the robots are stealing all their projects and doing their ideas because they finished their project. Then they drink a lot of caffeine as well. 
Um, so the robots are revolting, and we all got anxious by the realistic. That's not nice. That's happening. They weren't that bad. Yeah, we but... them revolting. Ah ha 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 ha! Revolta. And all that's my cue to leave. No, that that Revolta was the name of a Scooby Doo bad person in the Google School. If anyone remembers that, so. Um, but yeah, so they revolt. Doofenshmirtz sings Get You Get You Goo in his uh, construction vehicle with the magnet. And uh, I'm glad that Jake could be here for a Get You Get You Goo episode. Get um, You Get You Goo was also playing as the elevator music in the in the Chimney Vader whenever Santa. they were on the elevator with Santa. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's singing that. And then Perry the Platypus jumps in front of the way and Doofenshmirtz drops the magnet on Perry. But Santa flies over at that moment and the magnet flies on top of Santa. And he's like, what is Santa doing? It's the middle of July. And, and that, people, is why we network. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can follow me on LinkedIn uh, if you listen to this podcast. Um, and also, shout out to Kate. Kate. You can follow Kate Evans on LinkedIn as well. She would want me to say that. Um, but uh, So, yeah, Santa's like, I'm doing a summer run. And... I don't know about you, but I always wanted more presents in the summer, even though my birthday's in the summer. Like, yeah. I just feel like... Not Never a bad time for presents. Yes. Speaking of, if anyone wants to give me a Venmo, it's uh, F-C-H-A-M-O-N. You can send me a Venmo payment, or you can PayPal me, uh, which is in the description of every single Brazilian Dragon podcast link um, if you want to PayPal me. But uh, since we love presents here. But uh, Phineas and Ferb, they hit the dance button, and the robots are dancing. Meanwhile, Linda gets home, Candace shows Linda the fertilizer, screams. Linda drops her stack of photos, and Santa flies over. And at this moment, the robots all catapult to the top of the thing while Phineas and Ferb are doing their dance in the robot style. I just dropped a lot at everyone. What does anyone want to talk on about? I want to clarify that they were, because the robots are magnetic, they were picked up by the magnet Santa was yes. driving over them. They didn't just catap- They didn't just fly, because that would be a different kind of horror movie. <laughs> yes thank you for clarifying um i wrote this down in my notes as the the santa x magneta of the episode ha uh yeah um de jesus ex machina no, i don't know that didn't work um so but uh and yeah. i have in my notes i think they mentioned something about frankenstein at some yes point. mary shelley mm-hmm. yeah they so they mentioned frankenstein and that inspired me to write in my notes Frankenstein has so many more themes than just being the monster that you created. And I wish that the robots got to develop a sense of humanity beyond just drinking coffee, because I think that would be something interesting to describe, to show in a kid's show. In so, the mindset? Do that yeah. you will. I have Frankenstein somewhere on here. We can read it, and then we can also read it with all the annotations, because that was at the time that I annotated everything, and it was a good student. And then later years, I just just read the books. And then we're gonna do a fundraiser where Will does all his impressions and just reads uh, one page of Frankenstein at a time. Literally, I'm gonna go Frankenstein, find my own but books. Frankenstein is Carl Weezer. I see it. Jimmy's mom. Can you do a Jimmy's mom for us? Well, he just wants a bride, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a huge part of Frankenstein. <sighs> he really wants that bride. Yes. And you know, Carl mm. Carl Weezer has his own desires as well. Yeah, bride is Jimmy's mom. Um, but yeah, so they the dancing in the robot style. And Linda's like, yes, they they are Candace. They 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 are robots here. And then we smash the credits. Um, 
and Linda's like, does anyone want to see our photos? And a photo flies out of her hand um, and falls into the, the robot creator. And a Candroid comes out. Candace is a robot. Candace screams, runs back to the panic room, and the Candroid is there. And Candace grabs Mr. Miggins. is like, that's mine. And that's mm-hmm. it. But that Candroid moved fast. Well, it's a robot. Yeah, but... I so found only one entrance to the panic room, and Candace went to, but the robot beat her. That's that's what really scared scares me about uh, robots. Um, if they can't, if they can beat you to your secret hiding spot. And I think these robots picked up on traits of the people they were created in the image of. So yeah. I think like Candace runs really fast to that panic room. So I think the uh the candace robot being that fast is only a reflection of her need for speed mm-hmm. yeah exactly um do we have any final thoughts on this episode otherwise i'm gonna throw it to another musical break and then we'll be back with feedback and rankings uh, i'm trying to see if there's anything uh in my notes that we didn't talk about yes also with our feedback and rankings i believe jay brought oh. us a game so I'm excited about that. No, I, I, I do know there is something we skipped over. My favorite line in, in this whole half hour was uh, whenever Pear the Platypus is trying to stop Dr. Doofenshmirtz uh, and, and Doofenshmirtz says he's going to drop this big magnet on him. And he says, well, as, as a lazy tailor would say, suit yourself. I also laughed really <laughs> hard at that. Peak humor. Yes. Um, I yes. Yeah, so should we throw it to a break, and we'll be back with feedback and rankings. And Jay brought us a game. Sure, I love okay. games. So enjoy this, the sweet tunes of whatever song I choose to put in here. Oh, aye, that's our neighbors, Lord and Lady Pipping. It used to belong to the Black Knight. The Black Knight. Such a wonderful tale of valor. The Black Knight of Worcestershire, some say it's Worcestershire, went out to fight the dragon, no one else would volunteer. The hounds of Peck chased after him through all the moors and lands, because his suit of armor was recycled dog food cans. The Black Knight of Worcestershire, some say it's Worcestershire, he rode off with his hounds of Peck to face the dragon's fire. And we are back, everybody. We are back for some feedback here on what you're doing. Again, it is me. It is Will. It is Navi. It is Jay Manji from Twitter, a.k.a. Vinny's Cat Dad. Uh, Jay, do you want to plug Vinny's Twitter while you're here? Um, Sure. So like a sane person, my cat has a Twitter. And it is my kitty, K-I-T-T-Y, Vinny. V-I-N-N-I-E. Don't let it fool you. That is not how Vinny spells Vinny. He spells it with a Y, but because an account already existed, um, it's My Kitty Vinny with an I-E, inspired by a great a great movie, My Cousin Vinny. Hmm. Part of his namesake. Yes, and we, we love Vinny's account. Um, but uh yeah do we want to get into rankings and feedback first or do we want to do jay's game i like games let's play a game okay jay are we ready for the game we are and are we ready for the betties that was good that was a good one um so 
This is a game that I flat out stole from an old TV show and the RHAP B&B, and it is the 25 words or less game. So, love the yeah, B&B. shout out to Renatbot's favorite person, Liana. Oh, I thought you were going to say Renatbot's favorite murder, Mike Bloom. That also. <laughs> uh, and just to clarify, Mike Bloom is not a Nor murderer. Nor has he been murdered. Please, yes, and please don't aggressively throw broccoli at him or whatever the Renatbot said recently. I love that stinking bot. I can't keep up with the Renatbot canon. I, <laughs> I have tweet notifications on for Renatbot. I have oh, a cross-stitched uh, Renatbot <laughs> tweet from a friend. So Who made it? Yeah. Sarah? It's a pep love talk. Sarah. If you want, I can give you Renatbot's pep talk. If any of you, you are having a bad day, here you go. <laughs> PSA. You should just do it. It's your free time, and you're young. You're fucking smart. You're lucky. 11.51 p.m., February 19th, 2021. Honestly? Thanks for that, Bob. Memorialize this. This is this needs to be... My favorite um, tweet. Other than, like, when it tweeted, Robin Akiva, go to hell. <laughs> I thought your favorite tweet yeah, was Yeah, you gotta Anthony. get a cross-stitch that just says Anthony. <laughs> okay, but, like, the joke is, for a long time, like... I turn into like an Italian, like American Italian New Yorker when I yell at Vinny. Um, like, hey, yo, Vinny, get down. <laughs> get down from there. What you doing? Um, and so I was going to get another cat and name him Tony. Um, and it would be Anthony for long. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to have like my own like little Italy, but it's going to be a cat colony. Um, so I'll just have my own Anthony and it'll be a cat. I only have one cat. I only want one cat. Vinny is the only thing I can handle. He's too much. Who knows? Maybe your future cat, cat Anthony, will be like very chill in comparison. Like a true Dominic and Anthony situation. They'll. I feel like they'll. When one is calm, the other will start trouble. Yes. Then Anthony will just start tweeting his own name from Vinny's account. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I'll become Frank. Hmm. Because they'll call me Frank, except they're cats, so they won't. (laughs) Well, who knows? Maybe they will. Stranger things have happened. Yes. That's Um, true. I've seen that on Netflix. (laughs) Shout out to all the people who played gay cowboys in Brooklyn Mountain and then became uh, part of superhero franchises like Heath Ledger, Jake Gyllenhaal, and now David Harbour. Yes. I don't know if anyone got what I was saying, but okay. Yes, I no got idea. It. Okay. Yeah, David Harbour is going to be in the Black Widow movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah, coming out this Hall- summer on Disney+. Plus. Yes. So, Jay, what is this game? Tell us the instructions. Awesome. So, it is a game called the 25 Words or Less Game. I don't have a catchier title. That's part of the title, too. Um. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that part of the title? All of that the, was the, the whole title of the game. The, the game was called the 25 words or less game. I don't have a catchier title. That's part of the title too. Yes. You got <laughs> it. Awesome. End of game. It's very like Bojack Horseman. A lot of the bits that where was, they have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where I clearly was inspired. Obviously. <laughs> um, 
And basically what it, what's going to happen is we're going to have one person who's going to be a guesser. And then we're going to have two people who are going to be our clue givers. And I'm going to give the clue givers a list of five words. And they both will see the five words. And the first one of the clue givers will say, I bet I can get the guesser to guess all five of these words if I only give them, if I only use 20 words to describe all of them. Mm. And then the second- like Name that giver, tune. Yeah, like name that tune. Exactly. That's actually exactly what my mom said when I explained this to her to make sure I was getting the rules clear. So amazing. You're on the same wavelength. Yeah. This is why Will and I are also best friends now. Yeah. Oh, okay, Navi. Best yeah. friends afraid of being stabbed. <laughs> Everyone should be. Why are you not <laughs> afraid of getting stabbed? Anyway, so the second clue giver will then set, make a counter offer where they will say, I can get the guesser to guess all five words in 18 words. Or they can say, okay, use 20 words. Or they can go back and forth and keep betting until they decide on one person using that many words. And then they get the guesser to guess. Um, you get points for each word that the guesser gets correct. No points are deducted if they get them wrong or don't guess them. You can guess as many times as you want, given the the one minute time frame, or should we do thirty seconds? Either one. I, I, I don't know that it matters. Okay, I just wasn't at this point. How many rounds do you have? Practice. That's my big question. I I can be here all night. Okay, because I want to play one round and then I want to give clues at least one round. Okay, I was going to say, because I have like 30 words just in case. Okay. I haven't ranked them by uh, difficulty, so you'll get what okay. you get. And in the words of my mom, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Okay, so, uh, so I'll be the first word giver. And then so Navi or Will, uh, you, you Guesser or word giver? Giver. Okay. Um, and I'll, then Navi I'll, or... I'll guess in the first round. How about that? Okay. Wait, I thought I thought they had to fight each other for like, is that how it works? They like say... Navi's like, I can do it in 22 words. And then Will's like, I can do it in 20 or something like that. So the no, I think it's the, yeah. I, th I think it's the clue givers who are, who are, who are doing the, the, the wagering. Oh, okay. what it sounded like to me. Yeah. The clue giver, if you're giving the clues, you're wagering with the other person. And okay. Whoever... Do we get to see the list first or no? Yes. You, yeah. Obvious, yeah. Because you want to know if you can guess all of them. Okay. Okay. So Will is guessing first. Okay. Yeah. I'll guess first. All right, so Will, I'm just gonna ask that you don't look at the chat um, or you close the chat and I'm gonna- um, Okay, it, or it might- Or you just private message both Yeah, dude, because I, I think it still like gives me a notification that I can- That is true. Uh, and I understand the impulse to like get them to not, yeah. like I have to check all my notifications, so I understand. Mm -hmm. Do like a direct message on Zoom. That's probably- That's mm -hmm. Hold on, I'm getting there. All right. All right. And here, Please. Sorry, Nathan yes. uh, just texted me. I hear there's going to be an anonymous HOH next week. <laughs> Great. Uh, I, I think he knows it. Well, he, he has texted me in the last week. He's like, hey, you should really watch Big Brother Canada 9. And I said, uh, wait, I'm there busy. is going to be an anonymous HOH? He says he hears there's going to be, I'm hearing there's going to be an anonymous HOH next week. That's like a twist? Yeah. Oh, okay. See, the last episode I saw was the one where Jed won the veto, and then it was to be continued. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, I'm caught up on feed stuff, but, like, not too that. I just know the, like, the status. Yeah, see, uh, Kirsten just tweeted uh, invisible HOH and then five question marks. Hashtag BBK9. Okay. I think I could get Will to guess these words with 18 words or less. Navi, what about you? Did you get the list? Uh, and these are okay. all from these two episodes, right? Yeah. Okay. Like all yeah, the, these okay. are these are all from the two episodes. Some of them are general to the show of Phineas and Ferb, but they would have appeared in these episodes. Okay. Yes. Okay, you said eighteen. Yeah. I'll do 17. I think I can do it in 14. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Will, you ready? And how much yeah. time do we have? Um, I'm going to give you a minute. Or, I'm going to give you 30 seconds because I think that's more dramatic. And okay. these, are, these are five different words and not like a five word phrase? So it can, so individual what counts as a word can be a phrase. Oh, okay. It can okay. be a name. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's not like if it was. It's like five taboo cards. Yeah, like five taboo cards. If it was Washington University in St. Louis, for example, that would be one word. Okay. Okay. Jay, I sent you a question in the chat. Okay. Oh, I didn't get a response. Oh. <laughs> I sent it to Navi. Yeah. Okay. All right. Ready, set, go. Agent P. Perry the platypus. Um, Renaissance. Medieval fair. Did I get um, it, Jay? Did I? Um, medieval tournament. Uh, medieval. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Um, British grandpa. Oh, what's his name? Reginald? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> what? You use grandpa. Oh. Oh yeah, you you can't use the words. In My the... bad. So Navi gets the point. Right. Well, you got points for all the ones that. Okay, is the timer still going or no? Um, no, because you used the word grandpa. Uh, uh So you got two the... points. Uh, so you got the Black Knight. Uh, no, you didn't guess that one. The words no. were Black Knight of Worcestershire or Shire, Medieval, Grandpa Reginald or Grandpa Reg or Grandpa, uh, Suit of Armor, and Perry the Platypus. Okay, I was going to say Steak Sauce Warrior. As I don't know if Will would have gotten that. So we, you got Medieval and you got Perry the Platypus, which means that you have 100 points. And Navi Ooh. has 50 Navi does not get points because oh, okay. she was not guessing okay. or giving. So now why don't we just rotate? So Navi versus Will and I'll be the guesser and then we can go to Navi. We'll keep playing this like And that. Will also gets... Yeah. Points. So we could each probably do two rounds of each thing, right? If there's six, I if there's 30 so. words. Okay. Yeah. So, so Will and Navi. Okay. So sending to Navi and sending to Will. Hmm, okay. Hmm. So Navi gets the bid first, I think, since I did that last time. 
I think I could, I'm going to say 15 guesses. 15 words. Okay. I think I could do this in uh, 12 words. I'm really bad at negotiating, so I'll just say, cool, okay. let's do it. Okay, Will, let's do this. All right. So you said 12, and you have yeah. 30 seconds. Ready, set, go. Title? Titties of Verb. Um, Heinz. Do fish words. Does that count? Uh, mm -mm. Um, Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, look up to. Oh, Evil the Wexler. That one's hard. Uh, Thornberry. Tim Curry. Unfortunately, Tim Curry is not only the reason that I joined this podcast, but it was also your downfall. It did not get in on time. Mm. So the words were Queen Elizabeth, Dr. Doofenshmirtz, Dr. Lloyd Wexler, which is a hard one, so I would accept Wexler because that's really, he's only in a couple of episodes. Tim Curry and Phineas and Ferb. So I got four? So you got Phineas and Ferb. Tim Curry uh, was too late. Wexler and Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Okay, so... Do I get those points too, or just Will? Yeah, so both the guesser and the giver. So get... Will and I both have five, and Navi has zero. Yes, but you get 50 points for each round, so you both have 250. Oh, okay. Yeah. But Good also, job. yes, thank you for keeping note in the chat. I okay. have I have an Excel sheet. We're good. <laughs> okay. So, Jay, send the list to me and Will, and Navi's going to guess this time. So Navi will definitely get points if she guesses. Correct. <laughs> but safe for Navi to get on the board. Hey. Navi, I believe in you. What you do? I, podcast, what you do I believe podcast. in the you that believes in the me. Yeah. Friendship. Okay. Um, so I sent them, I believe, to the right people. And Will, you're going to give the first bet because Navi gave the first bet last time. Sure. I think I can do this in uh, 20 words. I think I can do this in nine words. I think I can do this in eight words. This escalated quickly. I think I can do this in seven. I think I can do this in six. I think I can do this in five. I can do it in four. I can't do it in four. Go. Okay. I can get You're some points give in four. Less words than there are clues. <laughs> well, if if I don't give clues, I get zero points. That is true. <laughs> so. And you'll notice that some of these have options. So if either option is said, mm -hmm. it counts. This is when I thought about it in my head after the first couple. Mm -hmm. All right. So, so I get four words, is that what I said? 
You get four words. Look over those words carefully okay. right now. Not the words you're going to say, the words that you're trying to get Navi sure. to guess. You're also shorthanding Navi in this, potentially. I, I, this I, have, I have faith in Navi. But this is strategy. All right. Three, two, one, go. Podcast. What you doing? Uh, Ashley Tisdale. Candace. You're done. No, he has one more. He has one more word. Oh, yes. Just kidding. Uh, specter. Ghost. There it is. Damn. Now you're you get... <laughs> I would have said boo. I was like, boo. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I, I, my words were Tisdale. Uh, yeah, I, 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 podcast, I guess I, I, I used too many words. And then I was going to say horse fight. As, <laughs> do you know what that would be? Joust. Okay. And then uh, Android was the last one of my words. Robot. Okay. There we go. So I think I could have got oh. all five words. Yeah. So the words were Candace, what you doing, joust. I would also accept jousting, ghost. And then robot or giant robots because both played a part in this week's episode or episodes. Yeah. Okay, so Will got 150 as did Navi. Um, yeah. I do not have 30 words, but now that you've heard all of these, you've heard all my clues. Uh, let's do one more round where you can, you will get a selection of these words. And we're gonna do it one more time. So okay. Navi, you got oh my spreadsheet messed up. So Navi got three there. And so Will got three. Yeah. And Will got one fifty. Alrighty. So give me one moment to random randomly select these words. I'm gonna put them in a what's it called? generator i will say i do prefer guessing to giving out clues so you know this is like a1 plus for me yes sorry i'm just generating no uh, worries i'm i'm chancing in the wario casino so now it's Navi and Felipe. Okay. Oh, so I was thinking what you do in podcast before I saw the list. Let me just be clear. Mm -hmm. What you do in podcast, what That's you do in podcast. You do in podcast. They are yeah. semi chaotic. That's my impression of Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I wanted to ask y'all, what is your preferred method of viewing people on Zoom? Do you prefer the gallery view or the active speaker view? Right now I'm doing gallery, but it depends. Oh, I'm always gallery view. Yeah, same. Same. All right, so the words have been sent. And Felipe, it is your turn, I believe. Yeah, so we're repeating okay. the words, um, but they're a different combination of the words. Okay, okay. I think I can do this in 20 words. I think I can do this in 12. 
Um, I think I could do this in eight. I think I can do it in six. I think I can do this in five. All right, go for it. All righty. So 30 seconds are on the clock. Three, two, one, go. Tisdale. Candace. Curry. Uh, yeah, Dr. Lloyd Wexler. Does that count, Jay? Yeah, that counts. Okay. Uh, Royal. Queen Elizabeth I. Queen Android. Elizabeth. Uh, robots? Warrior. Uh, the Black Knight of Worcestershire. Boom. With Some three seconds left on the clock, you both got 250 points. Yeah. That was Inside. impressive. Navi, I still believe in you. You are doing great. Navi is the guesser now, right? No. I guess. No, I'm, yeah. I'm the, wait. Oh, yeah. Wait, am I the guesser or is Navi the guesser? Will and I are guests. Or, uh, oh, you're no, the I givers. Think... So I'm the guesser, yeah. 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 Faith's the giver. Uh, or the guesser. Yeah. I can. I know what I'm doing. Um. And and I'm going to say try not to give repeat clues just because I want to make it fun for the audience. If you do, it's not I'm not going to count it against you, but like if you can come up with something clever, I want to hear it. Okay, so wait, what was the what was the rule? No names as clues. Is that what you said? No, no repeat clues. No repeat clues. Okay. And it's Felipe. Felipe's the guesser. Yeah, so don't I'm send not him. Not going to send him. <laughs> All right, the words have been sent. Okay, so I guess I submit the first bid. I guess. Yeah. Um, I'll say I can do this in 12 words. Hmm. I think I can do it in eight words. I can do it in six words. Oh, um, I think I can do it in five. Uh, I don't think I could do it in five. But remember, you could all, Will also made an aggressive bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I'm not about that life. But you can also get, you can say four and just steal points for it so Will doesn't get any more points because he's winning. You well, could say you know what? Whatever. Like, I'll just. We're all winners here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, so the bet is five words for Will giving, when Will is giving clues to Felipe who will guess the words. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Brothers. Phineas and Ferb. Semi-aquatic. Is that two words or one? It has a hyphen, it's one. Carry the platypus. 
evil. That's two preferred. Uh, spirit. Ghost. Tournament. Tournament? Uh huh. Is that the word? Joust? Oh. It was medieval. He's uh, still had time. I, I used all my words. I know, I but he's still time it. on the clock. He could keep oh, okay. medieval. Okay. I forgot, I forgot that rule. He's all right. Evil. So medieval. we have 200 points for you both. And now, guess what? It's Navi's guaranteed turn to get points. Okay. <laughs> Yay! She's going back on the board, y'all. So does Will bid first? Let me let me give you the words first. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Um, I can do it in one word. Give it. And there should be one that I didn't, okay. Oh, I can't send these to Nobby. That would be bad. Yeah, send them to me. <laughs> that would be funny. I should have done it. I'm missing one word, I only have four. I realized that I will, I think I erased one by accident. Um, let me get that to you. Okay. Or the, you know, the other one. All right. So let's get to Betten. I can do it in uh, eight words. I can do it in five. Uh, I can do it in four. I can do it in three. Okay. Do it in three. <laughs> All right. Okay. Navi, just. Can I can I tell Navi to just guess, even if I run out of words, just guess whatever she wants? Yeah, that's the name of the game. My, well, that's not the name of the game. The name of the game is twenty words, <laughs> so twenty-five words or less words game. Twenty-four, twenty-five words or less game. I couldn't think of a better name. Okay, that's part so, of the name too. Okay, Here we I go. have three words. I have three words. Okay. All right, three, two, one, go. Patriarch. Um, Grandpa Reg. Frankenfurter. For some reason, I want to say hot dog, but that's not it. Okay, I'm going to give you my next word, and then you can come back to that one. Okay. Medieval. Jousting? Okay. Oh my god, the slander on these podcasts. No one guesses Tim Curry. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a big Rocky home. Mountain person. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're not a big white? I'm not like a big Rocky Mountain person. Like I only watched the musical once like in <laughs> middle school and I was like, eh, not for me. But it's been over a decade. So maybe if I revisit it. I'll Maybe. Probably can you it. give me the can you give me the synopsis of Rocky Mountain? Uh, to a couple who's like really dumb go up to this house and then they meet people and it's weird. 
I thought it was. I believe movie. you're thinking of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Whatever. That was the same thing. <laughs> There's not enough skiing in Rocky Horror Picture Show, is what I understood. <laughs> I mean, is it not on a mountain? Um, no, but there's there are lights over at the Frankenstein place. I've, the only I've so I've actually never seen the movie. I did watch the Glee episode a few times. <laughs> That's also slander. <laughs> well, Jay, you're the, we. <laughs> Are we going to have to do a podcast on Beckin talking about this? It might be too scary for me. To come for people. I came here to seek people who would accept my love for Tim Curry, who understood my love for Tim Curry. Tim Curry was in the center of my heart always, but especially now. And none of you guessed him correctly. Well, I don't care for Tim Curry because he dressed up as a scary clown. So fun fact. Tim Curry actually has a phobia of clowns and had a clause in his contract in it that he could never see himself in costume. Um, and furthermore, he refused to talk about his role as Pennywise for decades because he thought that if he acknowledged that his version of it existed, it would tank his career. Because That's it was terrifying. Just Looks like clowns. I have a lot more Tim Curry facts that I keep from. I looked up some trivia for y'all. Jay, you should have applied to be the biggest Tim Curry stand. Um, yes, but I did not. Yes. Tim okay. Curry's favorite role he ever played is also my favorite role he ever played, which is Long John Frankfurt. Silver. Oh. Yeah, Long John mm. Silver and Muppet Treasure Island. That movie is the treasure in Tre Treasure Island. Hopatootie, bless the soul. Remember when Uncle so, Jesse sang that? I, so... <laughs> I'm kidding. Can um, I have a drum roll, please? And I'll announce our winner. It was Will. <laughs> yeah, it's Will. And the winner is Felipe. What? Uh oh. How did I win? Because you had 800 points. What did Will have? Will had 700 points. And Navi had 250 points. Yay! Okay, so me me ensuring that I got points in the last round is basically what put me over, right? That is. It was going to be either you or Will, and whoever bet more would be the winner. Or bet less. See, I thought I thought I did I was so out of it that I just needed to get as many points to even tie it. I didn't realize that we were tied at that point. See, that's good game mechanics, not letting us know who was in first. We just had to. That's why I was like, I'm not going to let you guys type in the chat how many points you have because mm -hmm. I was like, I have a spreadsheet. I'm going to keep track. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, Navi, do you want to lead us through some feedback and some rankings? Yes, I have it pulled up. You can email us feedback at what you do in pod at gmail.com. Um, oh, wrong email. Sorry. Um, so we've got quite a few emails from our good friend Giovanni. And the first question Giovanni asks is, which name is better, Chuck or Charles? Charles, because then you can go Charlie. Yeah. And then you're not Chuck Bass from Gossip Girl. I uh, had a friend in college who went by, his name is Charles Norris. Uh, oh any, any relation any, to AJ? Um, no, but uh, like people wanted to. I, I, I think people, some people did call him Chuck about half the time, but uh, I think he was fine with either. Here's the real question if you go by Chuck, 
are you considered fresh meat? Mm. <laughs> Thank you. Navi got it. I was like, I don't know if this is, this is a, too stupid of a joke. Navi gets me. You're in the club. All three of you are in my personal clubhouse. Can you explain the joke? So, chuck is another phrase that is a word that is used to describe ground beef. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was, I was like trying to think what season of the challenge was chuck on? <laughs> And I don't get that reference because I don't watch the challenge. You're better off. Honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I started watching because all the Big Brother people started showing up. And, and Natalie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Natalie. I'm still upset about I, whatever. I am, you know, we don't need I'm to more talk. upset for her than I am for her being on the challenge. Like not being on the challenge. Yeah. Well, both. I'm, I'm sad I just, about both. But also I don't watch the challenge, so. It's Okay. Uh, another question Giovanni asked is which holiday figure besides Santa Claus would you want to bump into in an elevator? Moses. I want to explain to him how, how, uh, elevators are like parting the Red Sea. I'm Jewish. Mm-hmm. We don't part, have fictional characters. Part of me. Or, except for the Torah. Is like, I want to meet Uncle Sam and tell him how fucked up his country is, but. Holiday? Oh, 4th of July. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Also, I think the Easter Bunny could get down and have a good party in the elevator. We could have fun. Would he be your animal uh, nemesis? No, we discussed this. I forget who I said, but... Um... Punxsutawney Phil, the groundhog. He deserves Ooh. it. But then I feel like... Oh, it would be the nemesis I meant, but I understand. Yes. Will, do you think we should change our, our podcast name to Phil and Will, the Phineas Superb Specialist featuring Navi? <laughs> <laughs> I think it should be called Navi Gating Nonsense with Felipe Ooh. and Will. <laughs> what about Agent J? They're a semi-aquatic mammal of action. The thing about it is, if we change the name, I gotta re-record a song. Ooh, <laughs> I gotta true. make a new podcast. Yes. Okay. On a random note, my boss once joke I joked I should change my last name to Gator, so I just go by Navigator. <laughs> so the I'm Gator dead. should be your animal nemesis. What about Asian? Just bringing bad puns. Navi. Asian. Yes. I feel like. But you have Never to get Tim Curry to read your, your birth certificate. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, what else do we have for feedback? Well, Giovanni um, uh, also like kind of gave their two cents on the episode. Uh, they write, I felt like these two episodes weren't fantastic given the high bar for the series, but I did enjoy the robot episode more and even remember it airing by itself a lot that I forget that this was paired with the night episode. As for the night episode itself, it's not bad. I laughed out loud when Doof burned himself, but much like the joke, it's a very forgettable episode. Not the worst episode, but the epitome of a met episode, in my opinion. Agreed. If, yeah, if Tim Curry wasn't in it, I don't know if I would remember it. Legitimately, yeah. when Jay said they wanted to do this episode, I was like, what's this episode about? Like- That's why I get to be the guest. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, other any feedback, other feedback that was not uh, not directed towards us, but the, a tweet from from Vincent Martella from two minutes ago. This, this <laughs> man. Fam- famously, the voice of Phineas. Vincent Martella says at eight thirty four p.m. 
Uh, every breakup I've had is because my ass is fatter than theirs. <laughs> this man Amen, is so brother. thirsty. Amen. This man is so thirsty. Like someone, like get him a glass of water. <laughs> I was gonna say get him something else. But okay. A tall glass of water. Wink. Oh yeah, we get him a have... consultation with Doctor Mike. <laughs> <laughs> or that. Someone out there has a wand off winning like gift certificate right they can probably donate it to him <laughs> is that you will no i just got uh slap bracelets yay dr mike what probably sells other kind of slap bracelets what's the thing that dr mike kept advertising penis facts <laughs> Pocket octopus or something, horny jokes. <laughs> I'm just reading the chat at this point. Now we are playing 25 words or less. <laughs> 25 <laughs> Dr. Mike tweets or less. Chat. I will say there is one more question that I missed from uh, Giovanni. And they, uh, they also asked, who would win a Survivor season out of the cast of Phineas and Ferb? Yeah, this one was in my DMs. Mm. I was like, ooh, I'm bringing this to the panel. Hi, Vinny. Um, Vinny just walked on camera. Say hi. Uh, hi. Hi, Vinny. Ooh. Oh, I have a winner pick. I already have it. Go for it. Isabella. Mm, I think her social game is good. I think she can win challenges when she needs to. I think she's smart. And she is good. Uh, clearly, she's the Boston Rob of the Fireside Girls. Mm -hmm. Actually, Will the Susie would never win because she'd be the Russell Hands. Who? <laughs> Will Susie. Oh yeah, Susie. Susie mm -hmm. would not win. She's the Russell Hands. So mm -mm. I, I could... also considered Stacy. Yeah, I was. I was thinking yeah, Stacy. Stacy yeah. would have a very like uh, Michelle Fitzgerald arc yeah. to her. I and think. then pair yeah, the platypus. Stacy was my winner pick. Pair the platypus makes it to the final three, but because he can't talk, he can't. Or his game. Yeah, he can't explain it. He's one of those people like Devin Pinto who's like had a game, but he like he didn't show it enough along the way. Um, I do think Candace would be the Adam Klein. Constantly mm. paranoid. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to make something out of nothing. Would notice something that has existed before and then it doesn't exist when they go to show it. I will say, I don't think she could win Survivor, but I think Vanessa could win Big Brother. I, I, I was going to say, I, I, I see uh, Ferb and Vanessa being like a power couple in the game. Um, but, but maybe that, that does work better in a, in a Big Brother scenario than a yeah. And then, fin scenario. And then Buford and Baljeet win The Amazing Race, obviously, because they're yeah. OTP. <laughs> um, Schmertz needs to be the mayor of Ponderoso where whatever I want to see Doof on the circle I was I thought you were gonna say too hot to handle I was like <laughs> Doof, well, on, the, um, too hot to Doof on the circle is just gonna send messages over and over to everybody and annoy everyone. <laughs> it would be so funny yes um, what if but, Doof uh gave the voice to the circle mm, that'd be funny like like the the host voice yeah or just like the Perry the platypus noise and you have to interpret it because Doofenshmirtz understands it, and so does everyone else that he pretty much interacts with. Uh -huh. So I assume that he, in this universe, could be understood as the circle host. Norm would have been the yeah. circle. Norm. Yes. So yeah, is that enough? How we got for feedback? 
Yep, so that's to, all the feedback. Time to rank. Yes, time yes. to rank. What are we starting with, Navi? All right, so we don't have any Fireside Girls badges to rank, as well as by I means, no doof backstories. Um, let's start off with the innators. Because I want to ask you guys. It's debatable and, whether they even count. <laughs> yeah. I think I if we think, count either of them, it has to be the magnet, but I don't even know if we count the magnet. I, I, okay. As the person in charge of the rankings this week, I say cut them from the rankings. Will, what do you That's think? That's good with me. Okay. I, yeah. I, I'm going to have a separate column over here. That's do we want to like, don't we, count? And when then, we get and to just, things at the recap show, do we want to, besides the termite, controlling helmet i think we could cut most of the non-innator innators i think i think non-innator innators can count yeah okay but it just but, said uh, like not even like a gadget this time around if yeah, anyone like cares he's, he's at a magnet. convention he's not doing yeah. an evil plan i don't know if people are mad they can add us if anyone cares i put magnet at 12 just for my completionist nature nature but um i'm not too pressed like you can remove it um it's above the building stomper me because i just love the fact that someone ghosted doofenshmirtz um my yeah. two cents no one asked for is that if a nader is not in the name it might count but it gets points deducted in my book that's what yeah that's my criteria for it we all have different criteria for it so i don't know but that's my criteria if you if like you don't have an innator you do get points off for me like a non-innator name cannot be number one mm-hmm all right. I think all, all my top five are, are names that have an eighter in them. Yeah, mine too. The non-innators, like even like in terms of like their story and like their use, like they're not that interesting, really. Like mm -hmm. I think the most interesting one was the termite controlling helmet. Mm -hmm. After this podcast, we're going to go on Clubhouse and have a ten-hour discussion. <laughs> Navi a debrief about our majors. rankings. Uh, yes. Maybe like once we, after we do our season one review, we can go on Clubhouse and do a debrief. Um, all right. So why don't we go into the, I know what we're going to do today. Sure. Rank. So we have what the medieval jousting, jousting. Yes. Can I just and put a we, request for Jason Curtis Rivera mm -hmm. to make us a little drop that's like, I know, you know what we're doing today. Today. Like a I'll, get, I'll get Jason Curtis Rivera right on that. Yes. Um, shout out to, right shout out to his Yo Tape song at the end of every NGOG yes. podcast. But yeah, sorry for interrupting you, Navi. No, 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 no worries at all, my dude. So yeah, we had the um, the the medieval jousting and also the robot clone things. So where do you have them ranked? Let's start off with you, Will, because you're unmuted. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So um, I myself have never been to Medieval Times uh, mm -hmm. dinner and tournament, uh, but it seems like a fun time. Uh, I put this, I put the Medieval Tournament at number nine. It's in between Roller Coaster and the making the toy, making the Perry the Platypus an action figure. Um, I think it seems like a lot of fun. Uh, there, there are definitely things I think seem like more fun. In fact, there mm -hmm. are eight of them. Uh, but yeah, it seems like a good time. I what about you, Felipe? Yes, the Medieval Tournament. Well, I also have Robot already in my list. So I have Medieval Tournament at 10. Similarly, I think it would be fun. I have it in the same group as Circus and Haunted House. I think they're very similar. Um, like 
things you do that could be fun, like a day activity, but not something you're like itching to do. Um, I think whenever I think of medieval tournament, I think of when SpongeBob and Patrick went to Atlantica, and mm-hmm. Patrick got the turkey leg. Um, but yeah, I feel like I would have fun at a Renaissance fair, but it's not something like I'm dying to do, especially as soon as quarantine ends. There's other things that I'd rather do. Um, but yeah, and then can I? Oh wait, no, Navi hasn't done her her ranking for the medieval tournament. Yeah, well, I would put medieval turn jousting at number twelve. I'd rather go to Mount Rushmore than go to medieval times, frankly. Uh, like we've established, I don't care for a lot of these sort of attraction things. Uh, yeah. uh, Jay, if you're unaware, I'd rather go to Epcot than Disney World. Epcot is in Disney World. Yeah, but I'd rather not yeah. go to Disney World proper. You yeah, know you, what? I'm about. You'd rather go to the countries in Epcot than do like the rides. I I honestly just want the food and the alcohol. Does yeah. Any, yeah, does anyone want to Venmo or PayPal me? A First of all, so I can take care of some student loans and then also so I can go to Ep- I don't need the money to go to Epcot and I can probably get us in because I have a family member who works there. Ooh, but you're invited to do our Epcot journey. Hi, so I, I can get questions. us into Universal, but um. maybe we can work something out and if someone just wants to Venmo us or specifically me for the uh, alcohol and food costs, that's all I really want in life. So and food. our plan is to do a podcast, both Brazilian Dragon and Phineas and Ferb in Epcot, where we play the Phineas and Ferb game in Epcot in each country's. Um, so that, that's my goal for this podcast someday. Um, but first we need to get out of the pandemic. But anyways, Navi, where were we? Yeah, so we finished with medieval jousting and Jay were, was able to get their two cents in on that. So why don't we move on to robots? And how about we go to Felipe this time? Where would you put robots? I put robots right above medieval tournament at number nine. This one was hard for me because I had to think, re- like my mind's not clear on how I do this because I feel like in terms of what I would want daily would be the robots to do all these menial stuff that I don't want to do so I can just binge watch TV and listen to podcasts. But I think for a one-day activity, it would be around number nine. I would rather do like time travel, tree houses, beach, swinter, one-hit wonder, make a movie, roller coaster, and race car all before I do the robot. I don't know how people feel because I feel like this is only for one day. That's the rule, right? So it's not mm-hmm. like I could keep the robot forever and um, have them do everything that I didn't want to do. What about you, Will? What are you thinking? Uh, I think having having uh, personal robots that, well, I guess the, maybe the weirdest part is the, the fact that they would look like me. Um, but uh, ha- having a robot who could just like do all of the, the manual labor I don't want to do Mm-hmm. Um, that would that would be nice. I think that's a solid uh, B plus idea. So I have it at number number six. It's right below Swinter, right above Haunted House. Yeah, so I have robots at number three because I'm a lazy person and I want them to basically just do all of my chores. Um, plus, I'm a big sci fi person as well. So like robots are like totally my jam. Um, I I do see how it can turn into like a Stepford Wives situation, but let's. Well, I'm not. I don't want to talk about that. I'm talking about good wholesome robots. Wholesome my- on this podcast. Well, we try. <laughs> Jay, what are your thoughts on robots? 
Oh, you're muted. Yes. So I think um, right now at this point in my life, I have a move coming up in six weeks. So I can, if I can use these robots for one day, six-ish weeks from now, when I am physically moving four hours away, robots, because then they can, I don't have, I can get a refund for the movers that I paid for. Mm -hmm. And I can just have the robots move me into my new apartment and then we can have a dance party once we're done. Yeah. What state are you moving to? I am moving to Kansas, Kansas City. But I'm not moving to Kansas City, Kansas. I'm moving to Overland Park. It's a suburb. Um, well, you're going to be close to Will. <laughs> Will lives in Oklahoma in the regular years. I, I live in North Carolina. Yeah, he's close to my parents. No, but you live in Oklahoma. like Yeah, my, my parents Oklahoma. live in Oklahoma. Yeah. Or I, I grew up in Oklahoma. So Will, I've, I've been to Overland Park. I know where Overland Park is. Uh, whenever I hear Overland Park, I think of the most popular most popular girl since yeah. school. I already know how things go around here in Overland Park. Will's gonna hang out with my parents in South Carolina because he's closer to them, and I'm gonna hang out with Will's parents in Oklahoma because I'm closer yeah. to them, and we'll all have new best friends. There you go. This is a wombat water where we make best friends every episode. Mm -hmm. Come on. Not every episode, just the ones that I'm on. Yeah, okay. That's a permanent invite. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, let's go to song rankings. Are we ranking the song, like, talking about knighthood and knights and stuff? I want to ask Will this. Like, um, if we do, I know where I'm going to put yeah, it. Yeah, I, but... I have it in here. Uh, okay. I don't have the high in here, but I have it in here. Okay. okay. Um, and then what's the other one? The robot uh, song? The Finnadroids and Turbot song, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so so Wikipedia calls this, or the, the Phineas and Ferb wiki calls this song the Ballad of the Black Knight. Um, I have it at number 18. I have it two spots below the, the Bigfoot song. Me I too! I think, they're, I think they're very similar songs. Um, that they're both, you know, we talked about this earlier, explaining the lore. Um, but I think the, the Bigfoot song is catchier than, than this Black Knight song. So I have, I have this as, as pretty low. It's like third from the bottom. What's the song called? Ballad, the uh, song? Ballad of the Black Knight. Okay. Y'all want to hear where I put it? Yes. 22 out of 22. I put it uh, below She's Candace and It's Candace, the, the duology of the Candace songs, because I feel like those aren't supposed to be memorable. This one, they expected it to be mm -hmm. memorable. I couldn't tell you a single lyric. I couldn't tell you a single thing that happened in the visuals, like just like a black horse. That's all I remember. Um, and maybe I'm being too harsh and I'll change it next week, but I moved it. Also, just to announce in advance, I did some rearranging of my song list over the last week. Mm. Um, and we can get into that either now or on our feedback show after season one. But Navi, what about you? Where did you put the Ballad of the Black Knight? Okay, so I lied. I didn't put it at 18. I put it at 19. So okay. Shimmy Jimmy and Go Phineas Go is below it. Yeah, uh, Shimmy Jimmy was the impetus of me leaving. And I'm like, Shimmy Jimmy is not better than Backyard Beach. What is it doing up there? Um, so I have moved. Okay, so uh, number 10 is now My Goody Two-Shoes Brothers. Number 11 is now On the Trail. Number 12 is Backyard Beach. Number 13 is Finadroid and Furbots. Number 14 is One Good Scare Ought to Do It. And then number 15 is Shimmy Jimmy. And number 16 is My Undead Mummy. Actually, no, My Undead Mummy needs to be higher. I'm sorry. I'm moving My Undead Mummy above Finadroids and Furbots. And, so. and I don't have a take, but Renatbot does. Mm. 25 minutes ago, Renatbot tweeted, what kind of music is this? I'm not sure what kind of music is this. 
So mm-hmm. Renat thought was not entertained. Um, I was, but again, you know, Renatbot is known for those hot takes. All right, and what about you, Will? Where did you put uh, Furbots? Uh, so much like uh, the, I know what we're going to do today, I had rankings, or I had robots right in between Swinter and Haunted House. This one, I have the Finnadroids and Furbots song right in between the Swinter song and One Good Scare Ought to Do It at number eight. It's a good song. It's, it's very catchy. I think it's catchy. It, I think it's it it uh, doesn't quite hit the level of iconic that uh, Get You Get You Goo or Evil Boys does, uh, but it's it's a solid song. The lack of lyrics, I think, hurts it because Phineas and Ferb has such witty lyrics. What is this the theme song bracket? <laughs> yes, um, too soon, Navi. <laughs> and Pokemon, a dead lamp. I know, <laughs> so upsetting. Uh, so this is probably a terrible decision, but I had Furbots all the way at number two. I love the Daft Punk-esque, uh, sort of, uh, feel to it. One more time. Yes, exactly. Like, this is the type of music I would, like, listen to on my own time. Not one more time, my own time. Uh, I, I just really like this song. I remembered it all these years later. It's, like, one of my personal favorites, even though it's not, like, up there in the upper echelon of tears for like Phineas and Ferb songs. So I think it's underrated. So it's at number two, but watch it. I'll like probably move it back down and be like, I'm gonna eventually put I'm Lindana and I have wanna have fun up at like number one eventually. I know this is how it's gonna end, but you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are my song rankings and our song rankings in general. Uh Jay, any final you would thoughts? Think, you would think Renatbot would really like this song. I asked it already. Um, can we just talk about how Vinny is trying to close himself in the closet? This is a queer affirming household. I have my rainbow flag up. He just yeah. needs his own time, you know? He's okay. on his own. As flag. long as you love and accept him. Of course. Good. Even if he was straight. <laughs> um, but I think Renat Bot, now on further inspection may have liked it but he doesn't know what or they don't know what kind of music it is Mm. it's more of a genre question i think than a general distaste it was just my interpretation of my reading um the renatbot says it's at least top 10 musically which i'm sorry to tell the renatbot but it's number 14 for me Uh uh-uh renatbot sides with navi yep um we have our official rankings can i just say (laughs) Before Navi asks, I was surprised at how high I put iBrobot. Maybe there aren't as many like great Phineas and Ferb episodes as I remembered. But we'll go. Well, we have our... only watched ten episodes, so <laughs> eighteen total. Well, yeah, yeah. So Navi, we're, what are we doing next? So I guess we're up to our episode rankings. So why don't we start with Will? Where did you put Nights? Uh, a Hard Day's Night. I have at number. 12. I have it right above Are You My Mommy. This was the one I was going back and forth, and I think I might switch it after having talked about it. I think I, it, it moved up in my rankings because of Tim Curry alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Tim Curry can only carry this episode so far. It's it's pretty forgettable. Um, yeah, I agree. But So I, I'm going to put it at 13 right now. Right below Are You My Mommy and right above Roller Coaster. Whispers. This was number 18 What about you, me. Felipe? This was number 18 for me. 
18 out of 18 uh, somehow this was like i just and i wasn't taking notes for this one so i can't even use that like i just was like tim curry couldn't save it the doofenshmirtz storyline couldn't save it i don't know like i just like did not really care what was happening it doesn't hold up with queen elizabeth being the one that saves the day Mm -hmm. definitely not yeah not in 2021 y'all what about you navi i have it at number 15 so i'm like kind of in the middle here the only episodes below it are Mount Rushmore, Jerk, Disolay, and Lights, Candace, Action. I still think Lights, Candace, Action is, like, not a great episode. It's probably, yeah, like, the- these two are, like, the bottom of the bottom for me. Mm-hmm. Like, everything else and, has something redeemable. Yeah, and like I said, I just rewatched this episode to the, earlier today. Like, you know how I roll, guys, where I've been, like, and, like, the more time that passes, the more, like, my feelings on an episode changes. Yeah. So, who knows? But what about iRobot? Where did you put that? What did, let's start with you, Felipe. Okay, so I put it smack dab in the middle. iRobot is number nine right now. I think I do think it's better than The Magnificent Few. I think The Magnificent Few has the catchier song, though. Um, but I think, I don't know, like, I, I'm surprised at how much I enjoyed this episode compared to some of the others. But just looking at, like, I was like, are you my mummy? I think that's worse than this one uh mm-hmm. get that big foot was worse than this one even though i did love the dating storyline i think i robot had an interesting phineas and ferb storyline had an interesting candace storyline and i had an interesting dupe and Schmidt storyline was it the best one of any of those no but it had a little bit of each that i enjoyed um i i almost put it above jerk de soleil which i have at seven and one good scare ought to do it above at eight but i think i think it's in that tier it's like unmemorable but a solid episode all right what about you will um i have it at number seven i think it was it was pretty good um yeah it looks like maybe all of for for the episodes and the things and the songs i have i i robot right in between swinter and one good scare ought to do it very consistent yeah yeah so I put iRobot at number five. Keep in mind, I have Tree to Get Ready at number seven, and I plan on moving that when we do our season review mm-hmm. rankings. So we'll probably end up getting bumped down a spot or two. So I just put it there just so that when we get to the rankings, I don't have to move as much stuff around. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jay, what about you? What are your thoughts on your personal sort of i guess feelings on the episodes overall when compared to the what you remember from the rest of the series so i think y'all are right tim curry did the best that he could and we should not judge him based on the quality of the episode the first episode of phineas and ferb that he appears in he did save it with his dr wexler voiceover simply because he's tim curry and then also it adds to it that Perry the Platypus is just this, just so stinking cute. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be pretty low for me. The iBrobot episode really stands out as like a plot line that I remember almost exactly. But I don't think it's like my top 10 of this series. I think it's a good mm-hmm. episode. I don't think it's like the best ever, episode ever dropped. It's just very memorable, probably because robots. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think this episode is definitely more memorable than it is good, um, but it's also good. Um, but but yeah, I, I think it, 
it's number seven for now. I think even by the time we get to the end of the season, I think there will probably be at least three episodes that are that are better than this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see the future. I think, I think we're kind of getting to the point where we are really seeing the tears, and but we have a lot of exciting episodes coming up. Like, um, Ain't Got Rhythm is coming soon, which I'm very excited for. And we have a lot of guests coming up too, which will yeah. help elevate the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, this one was not the best episode, but we had a great podcast, I think, because yeah. of Jay. Yeah, and Will and Avi and myself. Not gonna lie, I thought you were saying this that this episode of the podcast wasn't good and i was so hurt how dare how dare uh you're the felipe in your head because that was not what i said that at all the I, I will devil fight him. felipe on this shoulder the angel felipe which is on this i'm like kronk uh I, I love it i'm loving kronk i feel like emperor's new groove should be digested me too i agree Jay's i household. think it's underrated one more Tim Curry yes. fun fact is that he does the narration for the series of Unfortunate Events audiobooks, and mm. the actor who played Kronk plays Lemony Snicket in a series of Unfortunate Events yeah, on Netflix. It's a good series. Yes, but then he he also plays uh, that cop Joe in Family Guy, which... He also plays yeah. himself in the Soarin' Over California ride. I was about to see that. <laughs> Damn it, Will. It's not soaring over California yeah. anymore. It's soaring world. Um, but yeah. Um, anyways, do we have any final thoughts on these two episodes before we get some plugs? I think this episode is going to be like three hours long. We've been here for three hours. Oh, wow. It depends on how much yeah. we can cut. I'm not going to cut a lot. I think I think we had a solid episode. I don't think I'm going to cut any. Uh, if I do cut, it's not going to be Just cut out my ums and ahs, please. No, but it leads. It's not authentic if I cut it out. You can fine. I'll, you I'll can do cut out favor. the segment where um I tell people that all the Rugrats movies are the same <laughs> because then no, I, don't cut that. no, 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 no don't it's cut not. That. A, but then I, I guess sounds stupid. <laughs> I think there was some I some. What is podcasting if not stupidity persevering? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! My heart, you won me over. I think there was some some uh, some non-trivial dead air in the in the game that uh, can yeah. probably go, but uh, the game was fun. Yeah. All, all no, I'm the, keeping everything the behind the scenes stuff. That's for us. They don't need to know what's going on behind the scenes. Yes, but do we want to get some plugs in? Let's start with our guest, Jay. Where can people follow you? Where can people follow Vinny? Where can people? keep up with anything and also give us a pop culture plug what are you listening to watching reading playing what what's something you're playing yes something that you're doing these days that you think everyone would be uh would benefit from checking out besides your twitter and your your own content so um you can find me on twitter at jmonji underscore that is j-a-y-m-a-n-j-i underscore um, and I am private, so you will have to request to follow me. I approve almost everybody except for people uh, that I have given me reason to not accept. Um, and my cat, Vinny, uh, can be found at my kitty Vinny, Vinny spelled V I N N I E. Um, he just tweets lots of cute pictures. So if you like looking at cats, there's that. Um, and one thing that I would love for everybody to do 
is to look up the land that they are currently living on and find out who lived there before you did. For example, I am on the land that originally belonged to the Kickapoo tribe. Um, so land acknowledgements are really important. Mm -hmm. And I think that everybody should know which indigenous people and First Nations peoples lived on the land before before colonization. And I think that it's really that's really the basic minimum that we can do to respect indigenous peoples. Um, that's what I've been up to lately. I'm um, trying to find mine. I know I did it around yeah. Thanksgiving. And, I can, was and I'll give you guys a link that you can put in the show notes that um, you can type in your address and it'll tell you a list of um, indigenous and First Nations people who likely lived mm. on your exact address. I know yeah. there was a text cool. number that you could text and just say what city you're in. Um, yeah, in Canada, they we've been doing land acknowledgements for like a little bit longer. So uh, I know that I'm on Nisituais or Treaty 5 territory, which is Nisituais, a Cree nation, home of the Métis people as well. Manitoba in general is considered to be the home of the Métis people. So um yeah definitely uh, learn more about like the land and like the people who were here first it's definitely important to know your history so uh good plug jay yeah other than that i mean i've just been watching old seasons of survivor and the circle uk so that's really all i got going on the current one. Oh, don't uh, spoil it i'm not i haven't started that one um whichever number it is series three i think oh I'm going to use Jay's link instead of the one that I tried, I found. Um, yeah, who wants to go next, Will or Navi? Will can go. Uh, yeah, so you can you can uh, follow me anywhere on social media at Davis, Will. Uh, you can hear me on the uh, Everyone and Their Brother podcast most weeks. This past week, I wasn't on the podcast, but our, our episode, uh, my, my friend TJ interviewed my friend Robert about his podcast, uh, called Run the Layers, where they talk about creativity in general. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun, fun interview. Um, he he also much like Vinny. He, he his Twitter is Creative Bobby, and he spells Bobby with the I E and not the Y. Um, what else? Oh, I'm I'm gonna be on an upcoming episode of the Wombat Water podcast. We're we're finishing recording that tonight. Uh, so that'll be that'll be exciting. Be on the lookout for that. Um, what else have I been up to? Oh, I I uh, I started watching Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, for the first time ever. For the first time ever, I I had never oh seen God, it. In for such a I I started watching it on on Monday night, uh, and I think I've watched nine or ten. Ep I think nine episodes. I. I saw the episode with uh with avatar roku the, the okay. winter solstice the best episode that you've watched so far and i don't know if you agree or disagree is imprisoned the one with haru that one was good yeah that's my favorite episode of the stretch you've seen um i, I, your favorite I like character? This, i like the winter solstice part too oh that yeah that's uh, that, that was your favorite really character so far um i don't know if i have a favorite yet my my big takeaway about the characters is that Sokka reminds me a lot of brock from pokemon Yes, he does. He very much is the Brock character. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoy all of them so far. I, I don't know if I've developed a... If I had a favorite, probably Katara. But it's a good show. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, Katara's iconic. Um, Navi, what about you? You can follow me on Twitter and Clubhouse. 
at because I'm navvy. I try not to go on too often on Clubhouse, but you know, she sometimes says after you... a seven and a half hour Clubhouse last okay, night, she look, was only there for five, but yeah, exactly. Um, as for other things that I have going on, uh, I was most recently on the Nathan for us podcast talking about the season two premiere mechanic and realtor. That was a super fun podcast with, uh, Megan Bianco and Kelly white. Definitely check that out. Uh, that's probably like the most, like, just, I don't give enough I've ever been in a podcast. So definitely check that out. Um, also on this, by the time this drops, like the com- this coming Monday, I will be on shit. 90 shows taught me talking about season the season one finale of Dawson's Creek, mm-hmm. which I've, I've been watching and I have thoughts on. Dawson's Thank you for Creek. reminding me. Cause I was going to forget my own plug, but you keep going for it. Yes. Um, so yeah, check that out. Uh, as for pop culture plugs, uh, I've been playing a lot of Bravely Default 2 on the Switch. That's been really fun. Um, I've also been playing through Final Fantasy VIII alongside the post-show recaps. With Brooklyn uh, Zed? Yes. Uh, I, I'm Brooklyn Zed? Zed's biggest stan. Have you talked yes. to them at all? Like About, me? Yes, you. Yeah, we, okay. have our, we have our own WhatsApp group. We share... Good. you know resources all sorts of stuff uh, and also like inside jokes you need I, to become I, a psr patron to come play among us with me and brooklyn zed brooklyn if zed anyone would like to pay if paypal or venmo me <laughs> message me on twitter so that i can become a patron of PSR. Or, or at least join the wombat water group because with the new among us map we're going to be playing a lot more among us these days I, yeah. I can't play among us i'm really bad at it well you can come just listen in the chat too. navi gets wine drunk and yells at people and it's my favorite thing because she no one believes me when i'm telling the truth no one believes no me one believes me either. either navi and i are just gonna oh can we do like a mafia thing with uh jordan kalish where we're like the commentators and we comment we comment on y'all while you play you probably could yeah oh my god that's stream a good it? Idea. yeah um but yeah so navi uh i interrupt you final fantasy eight yeah, Final Fantasy VIII on the Switch. Play the remastered version because there's the cheat codes. Um, I've been watching, I finished uh, re-watching uh, uh, South African Survivor Season 5 Champions. I'm Such still a- on the same episode I told you about like two months ago. Such a good season. Definitely check it out. They finished up the coverage on reality TV wrap up. So I highly yeah. recommend checking that out. It's hard because um, I feel like I'm always trying to catch up with Big Brother Canada. And then every time I catch yeah. up, they like drop three episodes back to back to back because they're like th- three out of the four days in a row. And then so mm-hmm. then I'm always. Yeah, catch up, but sorry, I agree. It's up to you again. No, it's all good, dude. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm still watching Big Brother Canada, still watching The Circle. Um, I'm sure after last night, I'm going to have to do a, a U.S. Survivor rewatch and redo my rankings, but you know, that's cool. Um, and yeah, that's about it for me. So Felipe, take it away. Okay, fam. If you're made it this far, you can follow us on Twitter. What you doing pod. You can tweet us your feedback every week. Next week, we're going to have the great Michael J. Clark on our podcast. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a second, but uh, yeah, send us feedback on Twitter, and then you can also email us what you do in pod at gmail.com. On the Brazilian Dragon podcast, we are recording episode 50 this weekend. Um, still got to record episode 49, but um, <laughs> that's a 
decision that's a thing for later me to deal with um but we are doing uh 90s and 2000s zillennial theme song bracket for cartoons and kids shows and feel free to get in touch with me at brazil dragon pod and you can be involved in the seating process with the bracket we're going to have the great tiktok nicole and akiva's biggest stan jacob we're going to see that out it's, we're going to try to go quickly but it might become a four-hour podcast who knows um, honestly on. long podcasts marathon podcasts are usually the best yes um i'm a little scared of the hate that i'm gonna get but also no one knows who the fuck i am so that's okay <laughs> um but anyways what else do i have on saturday as well shit 90 shows is gonna drop on sunday i recorded uh hour hour and a half podcast talking about the disney world episode of full house for the finale of mary kate and ashley monk on shit 90 show great podcast with the lovely jess and sarah um we even got a will appearance at the end i don't know if that was on air or off but I, I got to say hi to will for not this will another will but um and yeah will other a for it will efforty efforty will i am like um he was on you know, he was on Celebrity Circle UK. Just kidding. Oh, yeah. He totally was. Yes. Um, and then I have other things to plug, but I forgot. I don't think I have anything else to plug, actually. Um, just follow me at What the Fleep at Clubhouse. Oh, yes. Brazilian Dragon. We did a podcast. We have three podcasts in the last week. Luck of the Irish uh, We with the aforementioned Jason Curtis Rivera, as well as Jordi and Emily. And then we had a Star Wars bracket with Jacob. And then we did Scooby-Doo and the Monster of Mexico with Jacob. And if you're not bugging out, Jay, you got excited. I just love that. Yeah. Well, okay. well you know what's coming I'm gonna up listen next on the Scooby-Doo podcast rewatch series? Uh, we're doing uh, Monsters Unleashed on the Brazilian Dragon with Navi and Will for who are on this podcast. Um, yeah. So I got to rewatch that. This we got to find a way to watch that movie. Yeah, I rewatched the first uh, live action one and listened to the podcast, and now I'm ready to watch the second one. Yes, Jay? <laughs> yes, Jay? Okay, I heard this is a rumor from my cousin when I was telling him about Tim Curry and all my fun facts last night, so I don't know if it's true, but supposedly Tim Curry was invited to be in a Scooby-Doo animated, like one of the reboots, and he declined, and he Ooh. only declined because Scrappy Doo was going to be in the series. <laughs> Tim Curry voices the bad guy in one of the ones we talked about already in Witch's Ghost, which takes place in Massachusetts. I think like it was one of the ones that had like, yeah, it was, was Scrappy Doo in that one. Yeah, uh, Scrappy Doo was not in that one, but I think Scrappy Doo was in the live action one. So Tim Curry was supposed to have a role in that one. That could have been it, um, but. I personally love that level of um, pettiness. No, and artistic integrity. (laughs) To know that pure evil in small dog form should not be in the same room as a top tier actor like Tim Curry. See, Jay here has the priorities. They are on top of everything. But yes, so Scooby-Doo to Monsters Unleashed. Jay, if you have a Scooby-Doo movie that we haven't done yet, reach out to me. You can come oh, on. Oh, I will. Yes. Um, and then in terms of pop culture, I watched the first season of Sense8 for the Post Show Recast uh, viewing club thing. And it's I really enjoyed it. And I'm starting season two. And Jessica Sterling is going to watch with me because uh, I don't think anyone else in the Post Show Recast Discord was watching with me. But 
um, yeah, that that's something I watched. And also Falcon and the Winter Soldier started. So I'll be on top of that with the memes. Um, anyways, William, what do we have next week? Next week is Mom's Birthday and Journey to the Center of Candace featuring a, a great guest that I'm very excited for, MJC Me? himself. Yes. Yes, birthday boy. Yeah. It takes a real star to follow me up, and you found one. Yes. <laughs> Is he the Tim Curry to your Richard O'Brien? I really wanted to be Tim Curry. You can be Tim Curry. Are you the Tim Curry to his Richard O'Brien? He can be the Charlton Heston to my Tim Curry, because Charlton Heston uh, and Tim Curry's careers kind of, they played similar roles one after another. Okay. Also, Tim Curry had a rivalry, rivalry with Ian McKellen. Yes, I saw this in your notes. Um, because Ian McKellen won a Tony, uh, a Tony for Amadeus, and Amadeus, 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 Amadeus. Were they both Amadeus? No, um, I believe that um, Ian Ian McKellen played the guy that killed. Salieri? Yes. And Tim Curry played Amadeus? I, be- I believe so. Oh. He played, yeah. Either way, there was a rivalry within the show between their characters and in real life, and Tim Curry lost, which I guess is the theme of 2021 so far. Yes. But number one in my heart, I wish him a continued recovery from his stroke in 2012. Mm-hmm. yes um we we stand uh and yeah so next week we'll be back with mjc um i had something else to add oh yeah tomorrow i'm getting my vaccine so that's the first dose so yeah um until next time everybody uh keep dancing to the irobot song and we'll see you next week bye bye, bye. you if you